Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. What is up, Gypsy gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast, and uh, it's one that I'm super stoked to bring everybody. Uh, It is with a lovely lad by the name of Dean Lucas, and he is a part of the circus that travels the world racing mountain bikes down hills faster uh, than really should be possible. Uh, Dean is a brilliant dude on and off the bike, and uh, he basically road tripped from country victoria with a couple e-bikes uh all the way to the gold coast to do this podcast he stopped along the way in newcastle stopped in byron uh and had a bunch of fun he's on this big positivity kick at the moment uh and is really finding out the value um and the happiness that you can get uh through i guess giving happiness to other people uh it was a really awesome chat and it was more than just the podcast we had a really great day uh dean rocked up at the studio at 6 30 in the morning with a couple of e-bikes we drove up to narang did a 20k ride through narang and then we had lunch with taylor cecil uh had a swim at the beach and then came back to do the podcast which is uh that was kind of one of my visions for this studio was that it was going to become this place where people came and had more of an experience than just doing the podcast itself so um big thanks to dean for i guess fulfilling that vision for me on my end uh and on top of that it was just an amazing podcast Uh, he's a guy that's been through a lot in his young life uh and is really really trying to figure out um what it is that that makes him happy uh and it's really cool to see a guy um that's his age and with his talent and all of the things that he has going for him um, really sort of stop and think about other people um, more so than himself. Just got to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. It's been a really awesome week when it comes to sponsors actually this week we started off by working with the homies at alpine group at the v8s uh we're doing some photos for their clients uh, particularly Chaz mostert and the team uh the Irwin racing team 18 team uh and it, that was a really great day and we also got to spend a bunch of time hanging out with the guys at boost mobile um it's so sick to see what they do in v8s the amount of effort that they put into to that sport and their athletes uh, as well as the stadium super trucks that had Tony Rice driving one of their trucks this weekend, which was really cool. Uh, so yeah, it was just cool to like be a part of the boost family this weekend and, and really just 
just see how much those guys have got going on. Uh, also, we put up that little uh, graph showing their coverage the other day, and a lot of people were really surprised at just how good that coverage is. And I mean, I've been saying it in the ads for over a year now that, that they are the best prepaid service provider in Australia. Uh, and some people had it confused. They were like, oh, well, where's Telstra? Well, Boost is on the full 4G Telstra network, and that's what makes their coverage so good. So you can head to boost.com.au to find out more, uh, purchase a SIM, then get your prepaid package, and you're away. Uh, you can even transfer your old number, which is what I did uh, probably over a year ago now. Uh, we also got to hang with the boys at Nobby this weekend they flew us up to Cairns uh, we did some more filming for them at the Grass is Greener Festival which was just an amazing time and it's so cool to see how many people in the crowd once they saw us filming for Nobby uh, they sort of run over pulled their pants down showed us their Nobbies um, so yeah there's a lot of people that are on the Nobby Nation and are super satisfied and happy customers uh, you too can join the Nobby Nation for just $20 a month each month you'll get a new pair of undies rock up direct to your door be a dope design that you've never seen before uh, and it's just like a little present every single month also got to give a shout out to the guys at Rival Inc you can head to rivalincdesignco.com and you will be able to peruse through some of the best looking graphics kits that you are going to see in 2019 uh, if you're one of those guys that's upgrading your bike, getting that new fresh 2020 model uh, like I would like to do, um, then yeah, you can go and get some graphics for that new steed. Or if you're not buying a 2020 and you want to sex up your 2019, you can head to Rival Link as well. Uh, if you're getting new gear, they do dope jersey prints. I'm about to get some of mine printed up through the boys. Uh, so yeah, just remember, type in Gypsy Gang or Gypsy Tales and you're going to get 50% 15% off your entire order. Also, with this being a mountain bike podcast, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my homie Davey at the Hook It podcast. If you like this content and you like mountain biking and you don't have a mountain bike podcast that you listen to, Davey does an awesome job over at the Hook It podcast. Uh, just search for uh, HKT podcast uh, in iTunes or Spotify and it will come up or you can follow them on Instagram. I'm pretty sure it's at Hook It podcast. Uh, that's it for me. Thank you very much, Dean, for an awesome chat. I'm excited for your future and you have an open invite to come on the podcast whenever you want. Thanks again for everybody for listening. You can follow us uh, at Gypsy Tales Podcast on Instagram and uh, make sure you give our YouTube channel a like and a subscribe as well. Enjoy this episode, guys. Dean Lucas, what a day we have had. Oh, pull that up to your face. Going actually. Up. Yeah, yeah. Just get like as close, literally as close. Just as close? Yeah. And then if I hit it, it's not going to matter? No, no, no. It's all sweet. Um, Dean Lucas, what a day we've had, my friend. I know. I think the whole being a gypsy, hanging out with a guy that does gypsy tales just goes together well. But I think, honestly, everything I feel like I've been doing lately has been this good. Or, yeah. I feel like it just keeps getting better, which is cool. Yeah, sweet. So basically... Um, we how long ago do you reckon you would have first messaged me it's been a while um, ago now i think it was about was it around like world champs or something because i know you commented on was it loik's photo yeah. or loik's video or something and yep. you're like hey if you're ever in town get in touch like let's do a podcast yeah and i seen that as like okay you do mountain bike stuff like that's my little in yeah so then i seen that and i was like hey i'm not like bruni but i'm up for a chat like I thought, yeah. and i always thought you're in california ah. so i was like I go to California maybe once a year or now and again. Yeah. Oh, no, it was, when, it was during the season, I think, and I was in California with Charlie. I was staying with Charlie Harrison for like two weeks before World oh, World Champs and the World Cup final. Yeah. 
And I was like, maybe we can meet up. I'm in California. And then when I message you, you're like, oh, if you're ever up the Goldie, we, we'll chat. I was, yeah. like, well, I was like, well, that's good. We can still make it happen. Yeah. But like not not now. Like it was kind of like, oh, cool. It could be a real thing, but who knows when it's going to happen. And then it's kind of just always been like there in my mind, like I come up and I should come up and do it. And then not until recently, I've like been trying to do more stuff, I guess. And I had like this real weird... Um, I don't know if you call it like an epiphany or like whatever, but I had um I had my twenty fourth not like two two three weeks ago, and um I had like an awesome night. I had like the best time ever. I got like I I've been playing this party for a while. It's one of the you know how I keep saying like there's like you have these ideas in your head and like you have these dreams and like plans and whatever, but you just have them in your head. Yeah. You never actually bring them to fruition. Like you always yeah. just think about it and think how good it was and like it could be. Anyway, um, I went to have a massive party for a while and I was like kind of planning how I'd do it, but I never like put a date on it. I just kind of, it was just something going around in my head. And then one day I was like, nah, I'm having a party. So, cause I'm always away for my actual birthday. I just never get the opportunity to do it. So anyway, um, I was away for my birthday. And I was like, okay, I still want to do it, but we'll just do it after the season's done. So I'm like, the season finishes in September it would take a while to set up and plan. So I was like, we'll do it in October sometime. So anyway, I just put a date, 5th of October, and then I had that date. As soon as I put that date, I was like, okay, now I can start building towards that date. So then just obviously race the season. Then as soon as I got home, I was like, okay, now I've gone full serious racer mode to like, okay, party plan. Full send mode. Yeah, yeah, full send. And that's kind of literally what happens. Like every year, like I'm pretty much from the 1st of Jan to like, the 10th of September I'm like full I'm an athlete now I gotta be serious like you have the odd after party at World Cups and stuff but like nowhere near the extent that comes from like September yeah, 12th the post-season, yeah, yeah the postseason I think it's good hey like you've literally you've worked so hard you've accomplished so much like you've put in all this effort like get some back like just kick yeah. back don't think about bikes for a bit don't think about racing don't think about pressure like literally just literally having fun like having a good time so anyway I got home from the World Cups and I was like yep okay party time like let's start setting up this party and then i just started doing little bits here and there and i found a place to have it which was really cool and then i like would go up and do this and then it was like the snowball effect like I, i'd do one thing like oh but this will make it better i'm like oh but that'll make it better and i literally just started turning into this like i don't know just kept growing yeah and then every time i do something i get more excited to do something else and i was like and it's just so cool because i knew people like if I'd made this really cool and I went to a, like, it was kind of like a mini festival kind of almost. Yeah, really. But I was like, if I, if I came to a party, I'd like to see this, like this would get me excited. So I just kept kind of going and going and I'm lucky, like with my job, obviously I get so much free time so I can put a lot of effort into it. So I just like kind of started building it up and then I was like, I put these big poles in and was going to put lights on them and then like bring hay bales in and like I had like a proper full on stage that was there. Cause my, um, grandfather and the guys in business with own this place up the back of Beechworth near where I live and they own this massive like field area where they had this mini music festival it was called the Beechworth Music Festival and the stage just got left there I don't know who's it actually really? who owns it but it's like this full on big proper like festival stage and I was like this is perfect this is like the perfect location it's out of town it's open space all this like just the perfect place to actually have a party so I was like I've got that that's like the okay so we've got this you can build around that so anyway i just started going up there like every couple days and i'll just start like putting poles in putting hay bales there setting up the stage setting up lights and then 
it was kind of like I asked people to help me a few people kind of here and there but like it was everyone's works a normal job and I don't expect them to help but I think the fact that like I just kept chipping away at it and it just kind of kept getting bigger and bigger yeah. it was like since I got home to now so over a month of like chipping away doing bits and pieces here and there like not fully that just that yeah, not eight but that day. was like my biggest focus is like oh I could do this and then I was like okay we need food there and then I was like I don't want to just like cook a barbecue so I like went and talked to this Thai lady and she was going to come cook like proper Thai dishes and stuff and then I was like we need heaps of lights because if you go to a festival there's heaps of lights so we got lights and then I was like, it's like you're like the great Gatsby of Aubrey oh I do I, and I was like I just kept building it and building it and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and then I was like oh we can put like glow sticks and balloons and stuff and have balloons up in the air and like lights and all this cool stuff and then this is actually really I actually love this story this is actually one of my probably favorite stories at the moment but anyway um so then the party comes along and we get there and we're like setting up and it's like all going well and then it starts pissing rain and it's like 4 30 there's like a few people there not many and it starts bucketing rain like hammering rain so hard and it's hail coming and i'm just like i had like my dj decks set up and like all these speakers and subs and lights and then some of the lights get shorted out from all the rain and like oh. and all this stuff and i'm like putting blankets over the subs and like just 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 literally in panic and at this point i've literally spent like three and a half almost four grand on this party to get it to this point and i'm like it's done it's like the rain's just ruined everything and i'm like just man just stressing not into it at all and then anyway the sun starts to come out more people start to rock up and i'm like oh fuck, like it's it might be all good and we checked the radar and like the the sun was coming out it was clear and i was like thank fuck for that but i was still a bit like in that stress mindset and that, yeah, that headspace yeah. frazzled yeah just a bit like in, in, in shock yeah. yeah frazzled so i'm like oh well i'll go start doing other little bits and pieces so i started doing all these other things here and there and like still a bit like running around like stressing about everyone having a good time and stuff and i i, I even told people before i'm like i'm not even gonna have a good time i'm gonna put all this effort into it but i'm gonna just be so stressed yeah. that i'm not even gonna properly enjoy this anyway i was like stressing about everything and i was just like running around and then i got to the point where um i remember i think i was trying to fix a projector or something i got a projector to make like literally a back of the stage we're just gonna put like wacky shit on and have that playing and i was like just like stuff like that like yeah i was like a projector would be cool i'm gonna go get a projector so i had to go hire a projector instead of project and it was it was so cool man and all these like i got laser lights and like smoke machines and like i just kept building into this because yeah. i was like how do we make this better and i just kept having ideas and it kept like getting bigger and bigger anyway i heard it all set up and even people just kept coming up to me like when they arrived i'm like dude that you've gone like you've gone yeah. all out for this and i was like yeah i put so much into this like i put everything into this and like these people just kept telling me and i was like that was making me feel better because i'm like people appreciate like yeah. the amount of work and effort i've put in anyway i remember i was like trying to fix this projector and i was like kind of stressing about it and then i just like stopped for a moment and there was like heaps of people around me on this dance like music was playing it was like it was a good time that i was like just stop for a second and i just remember like thinking and like look kind of like looking around and just thinking like why am i so stressed and then i remember looking up and i was like kind of just really deep in thought and then it was this weird out-of-body experience that i've never felt before and i know it sounds crazy when i say it and some people don't understand it but full felt like i went out of my body looked back at myself on the stage and I just looked at myself and then it like imagine you got like Google Maps and you like zoomed out and just zoomed out super quick and then you like you saw the world or whatever and I only saw it and it was like real quick and I did that 
And then I kind of just realized like all these problems are so insignificant. They're mm. so small. Like all this negative emotion, everything. It doesn't like why, why would I feel this after putting in so much work for something? So I literally came back and then I was just overwhelmed with this new happiness that I honestly have never felt before in my whole life. Like I literally, any every bad feeling, every negative emotion, everything mm. just left my body and I just was overwhelmed with happiness. And I was like, I didn't even know what it was. Like I didn't know, I knew it was good, but I'd never felt it before. Mm. And to get across, and then I remember talking to my friend and I just told him, I was like, I just literally got a new feeling. And he's like, what do you mean? Like I had found a new level of happiness. And it was just because I think I realized like, I brought all these people together. They were having such a good time. I should just be enjoying it. And just that's when I had like this really weird realization, like this is what makes me the happiest I ever, ever felt is literally bringing people together and seeing like positive emotions out of people, like bringing positive emotions. And then dude, the rest of the night, it just, it just got better and better. Like I just, I did, I stopped worrying. I had not one worry in the world. I literally just went from this, like stressing about people having a good time to just overwhelm with happiness. And like, I caught up with my mum, who her and me have been struggling since my dad and her got a divorce. And like, that's been kind of wearing away at me for like the whole World Cup season. And like, we've, we had, we didn't talk for like four and a half months. Dude, that's gnarly. That's heavy, man. It's like really heavy. How long, so they got a divorce recently? They got divorced, um, it's over a year ago now. I think it's like 18 months or something. But they got divorced and like, we were like happy, family when we're all together and then when they got divorced it's like anyone gets divorced and money gets involved and all this other stuff so that like all came into play and i just wasn't i know i just didn't agree with certain things she did and i I didn't think it was fair and whatever so we started fighting and then we got to the point where we didn't talk either yeah and it's just like i hated it man it was just constantly with me i hated it i'm like my mum was so good to us when we were kids she showed us so much love so much compassion and like just a generally good mum and good person and to like not talk to that person and yeah. then always have and then that have with like you. weird feelings towards that oh person. I, I hated it i it was like i don't i just don't you can't have that emotion in you yeah and i just got to the point where i was like i need to i need to get rid of that i need to get that out so before the party we started talking again and i like i loved it i was so into it and just like being around my mom again and like telling her i loved her and like just showing her emotion and like yeah. we just, i just kind of her and dad I'm not looking at it. I don't still agree with certain things, but I, I don't care. I don't yeah. want to think about it. You and me, we'll just work this out and we'll get through it. So she came to the party and I just talked to her there as well. And we just like, we really talked about stuff. And like, I really, like, I just had this, I was like an open book. I was literally, yeah. every feeling I had, I just wanted to get across to people exactly how I felt. I didn't want to hide stuff. I didn't want to like, like walk around something or just pretend like the elephant in the room kind of thing I was like what I'm feeling is, is exactly what I'm going to say to you and then you normally get exactly how they feel back yeah so I like saw my mom had awesome talks with her I saw like my ex-girlfriend it's just every everyone it was just it was just good it was like no one I talked to was anything bad and then if I did find someone that I talked to that wasn't kind of like not not boring or anything but just like not had the same energy I did or was not excited yeah I literally just walked away. I was like, I don't have time to deal with people or talk to people who aren't as like excited and happy and like on the same kind of energy I am. Yeah. And I keep thinking about that, man. Cause I'm like, how is that any different to how you should live your life? Really? Like, why shouldn't you surround yourself with people that give you energy and excite you and like drive you and just do all these things? Like literally those people that are, that are just negative and don't push you or whatever. It's like just walk away, yeah. run away. Like, 
it's it's and then people are like oh it's like it's not like that kind of blah 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 but I'm like kind of is though it is if you break yeah. it down if you're with someone that you constantly have something bad to say about them or yes. doesn't bring up good emotions why are you with them dude there's like feelings you get from people and like I have got I'm lucky and I say this all the time like part of I think the reason why I've always worked for myself I've always had a real tight circle of people mm. like I I'm obsessed with having control over the people I'm around. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't fucking leave this yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, Like, I don't want... Like, I, I don't really work with other people that much. I will... I pick very carefully the people I'm around. Yeah. Because it's like... I think the fucking frequency that you operate on or the vibe or, yes. like, how you carry, it's like sort of what we're talking about in the car is, like... I only want to be around those people yeah, you on want those same frequencies and it's like I'm obsessed with the control over that Yeah, because like fuck off if you're not that guy or you're not that girl that's like happy and positive yeah because that's exactly what you're saying with the frequency thing I'm like you attract you You want to be on the same channel as everyone yes. if everyone's on the same channel or wants to watch the same show I don't know whatever you want to call yeah. it but yeah like same frequencies or whatever but I keep noticing more and more now since I've been, like I said, I felt happy and generally yeah. I found like, you know how we're talking with um, Taylor Cecil and he said on it when he was talking to you that like once you find your like meaning or like what, it, what makes you happy, yeah. once you find your purpose or whatever and I literally from that party, I've literally had the mindset now that my happiest I can be or to get the most happiness out of myself is helping other people or bringing good people together and getting happy emotions out of them and like just seeing them look at the world in a better way like I get mm. so much enjoyment out of doing that and since I've like since I've had that I've literally gone on this trip and I just keep meeting good people and I keep like just talking to people and like meeting having new experiences mm. and dude it's like I keep attracting people like I went out in Canberra and I was just having a good time and I met this girl just from uni there and she just came up to me and I was like why and she's like you just look happy and excited and it's like they just see that energy and like mm. it's I just I don't even like I wasn't even trying to hit on it I was literally just talking to you like I am now and saying how happy I was and how like yeah. excited I am with life and just everything in general and that's to people is like such a breath of fresh air and they get so I don't know like I did I normally would think people wouldn't want to hear this like yeah. I normally I just kind of like lock it like I'd think it but I wouldn't actually say it yeah but i know what you mean but now i'm just like I, I don't really care if like this is how i'm feeling yeah and you're honestly everyone i've told is excited and gets like it, it excites them and they feel like they get energy from it which is like that comes back to me as well so dude since i've been on this trip it's like literally a trip of lifetime i just keep doing good things and just meeting people and like yeah. just constantly just kind of growing in a way which is cool and like I put up a photo last night with this girl we just met on the beach me and Chuck were just on the beach and we just started talk. I just started talking to people just because I just wanted to meet new people in Byron I didn't know anyone in Byron and we start talking to these girls and we ended up getting a photo and then I found out afterwards she was on The Bachelor and she's got like more followers than me <laughs> and I was just like that's pretty funny That but and then I put up a photo and then everyone's like there's one girl comment she's like what is your life right now and yeah. I just replied amazing because it's so fucking good Yeah, like we met um, Taylor Cecil today Dude, he's like a breath of fresh air. Like that's how yeah. I want to come across to people. Yeah. I want to be, I, I want someone to meet me and I want them to leave and be like, okay, I can see something better. I feel better. Yeah. Like you just feel like you get energy out of those people. And like, that's the whole thing with you as well. Cause you've brought, like you've brought us together. And yeah. I think that's an awesome thing. If you can bring people together, like that's got to be like satisfying to you as well. Cause like, 
I don't know, like, like the thing you were saying when like, I don't know, I just remember that thing with you said about finding your potential. Yeah. And I think with something like that, like, dude, that helping someone else find their potential, that should be like yeah. such a big thing for you in like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to like word that, but it's like, you've got to get so much from that. Like, I feel like if I, if just say I did a podcast and then two people got together from that podcast yeah. and then benefited from that like looked at life better or changed yeah. something they thought like man that to me is like well that's why it feels like this feels meaningful to yeah. me like there's a reason for me to do this and it's like I think one of the things with it too is that you can never predict who it's gonna speak to you can mm. never and then that's sort of what Taylor was saying even when we had lunch today is like there's the all we I yeah. you know that concept and it's like a lot of people will think about how it will affect other people or whatever but it's like if you do the right thing for yourself treat yourself right and do things with like really good uh intentions mm. then it will affect the we in a more positive yeah. way like you shouldn't start with trying to help other people Please it's like everyone else, you yeah. do the thing for yourself for the because i did that pod i didn't do that podcast with taylor to affect you i mm. did it to for me and it was like a, a great thing i wanted to have the best conversation with him that i could have and then as a result mm. because it's so genuine and yeah. it's such a real thing it's yeah. not it's not forced or produced or there's no agenda to that conversation yeah. i think that's why people yeah, yeah, yeah. can then take it away and be like fuck that was for me like that was because it's like you can just see how genuine that is if that makes sense No, 100 percent. when i was listening to it I was just like, the timing of it all to me was crazy because I was yeah. in a van gypsying up the coast to see you and having these feelings which were like literally just new to me. Like I've never felt the way I felt and yeah. never been so, I've never been so happy in my life. I've never felt these levels of happiness and continuous levels of happiness. And then I was feeling this like, why? Like, why is this coming now? Why is it happening? Why am I still like this or feeling like this? Yeah. And then I was listening to your podcast with Taylor and I was just like reinforcing all the reasons why and all these things that I needed to do. And I'm like, how many people listen to a podcast with two people they are relating with so in depth and then they're driving to talk to that same yeah, person? Yeah, like yeah. that in my head was like such a weird, good coincidence. But then I was like, man, that's just do it like do yeah. just, pop, do it, just put yourself out there and make like I made it happen you made yeah. it happen but you just got to do it and yeah. it just works out so well so dude I'm like because I've like I said we, we talked about this for a while but it wasn't until quite recently where I'm like nah we're doing this I wonder if it's because um, I'm just going to let this dog out he's fucking sucking yeah it, it doesn't matter if it keeps going oh no, no. it's all good you chop it up do what you want with it we'll just run it He still wants it. Still okay. wants that cheddar. So weird. I'll be back. Alright, I'll be here. Makes you that excited. No. Fuck, I don't know if I can handle that if someone made me that excited. Probably, no, no, just, like, probably just girls. I was going to say pussy back in the day. Yeah. Probably made me that excited. Back um, in the day, it doesn't anymore. No, I, oh, got, I can't say yeah, that. I got the same. I got the same girl. So. Uh, that's still good. 
I mean, it does make you excited. It's just different. It's not it's like different. No, dude, it's I've not been, like that old school hustle pussy. I you know? know. I had a fuck. I I do. I'd, it's not that World Cup after party pussy. There's anymore. no World Cup after party pussy. Dude. I had a dry spell. World Cups, nothing for ages. Why not? Because you weren't winning. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> honestly, there's not that many cute girls at World Cups. I, I, at, yeah, I bet. Hundred percent. Like we're in the mountains. We're we're remote. Yeah. So I'm like, there's not that many, and I like I don't go to that many after parties. And even when I do, I'm like. I don't know. I could, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't. You really, do without it. Yeah, it just doesn't happen that much. And honestly, I'm like just f- so focused on racing. I think I lose sight of like yeah a lot of that stuff. Do they have like they don't really have monster girls and shit at those? No, you see, yeah. that's what we need. We need some monster girls to like. Fuck, that would thicken out the uh, the scene a bit, bro. Yeah, I know. The, the amount of drama that monster girls have caused yeah, in I know. the Relation. motocross industry is fucking out of control do you know a guy can we like call, make some calls or something to yeah maybe get, get him on the trip <laughs> i'm like we need girls like sex, sex yeah sex sells get some girls there yeah. i should just i was thinking about if i went to a world cup how good it'd be if i just hired a pot like a girl umbrella girl you should fucking totally i, I, I just ruined that everyone knows but that's like <laughs> dude the, the whole idea of that looks so like it just it's just cool it just adds to it you but that's get, the kind of stuff i want to do Tinder. Yeah, and like, just be literally like, literally, like, okay, you're hot as fuck. We'll give you a hundred dollars to hold an umbrella at a World yeah. Cup. Yeah, I feel like we've ruined it. We're gonna get to the first one, but if we do, it's good as well. Either way, it's win-win, really. <laughs> if we get like ten yeah, European Tinder girls up. there, no, I'd be all into it. I think it, I think it'd be really cool. Just build it, like, yeah. I'm sure MotoGP and all that didn't have flag. I mean, umbrella girls at some point. So yeah, someone's got to be the one to break through the. I don't know, break through the layer. Yeah, that, dude, that's like you know, I was saying about the party. Like, you just want to find things to make it better. I feel like with life now, I just keep finding things like that or things that... What was the thing you said on the podcast with Taylor when you said, if you do anything one way or something? Oh, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now I'm at the point now where if I'm going to do something, why not give it 100%? Yeah. Why not put everything into it? Like why, like, if you're going to do mow the lawn, why wouldn't you put 100% into that? Because if you don't put 100% in there, you're probably going to find somewhere else to cut a corner and then exactly. someone else and it's just you're going to half-ass everything. Well, life to me is just momentum. Yeah. Like good momentum, bad momentum. Like you're going to get, you're going to get one or the other. Yeah. Like you're going to, you, there's no just like static state in life. So it's like, fuck man, like you need to do your best together. Like that's like even today. So what, it was pretty cool for me today too, because what, what we did was sort of like the first time I've, had a guest that like we didn't really know each other apart from uh online conversations <laughs> yeah a couple of and instagram then, comments <laughs> yeah and then we rock up this morning you're here we get some food go on a two-hour mountain bike ride get lost come back have lunch with taylor then we're racing down to the beach to jump in for yeah. a quick swim and it's like that to me is like that's momentum yeah that's positive momentum now we do the podcast and it's like it just yeah it keeps building exactly. it just keeps building that's like when I talk to you about coming here, I just keep it just keeps getting better. But it's like you make it get better and you make the decisions to yeah, make you it get better. Momentum. This is what I mean, man. This like you control your entire world. Everyone you be around, everything you do, everything you feel. And I'm like realizing more now how much you have control over your mind and how you want to perceive things and perceive mm. people and situations and everything. Because like um like last night I was kind of stressing about getting to yours on time and all this stuff. I had like just little bits of stress. And then I was like, why am I stressing? I'm on like, 
it's just this little situation yeah. I had to get through and I knew it like in my back of my head I'm like I'm no, no it will be fine so I'm like how do I get that to the front and get the stress to the, like just out of there Yeah. so I like go back I'm like why I'm stressing and it's just like okay it's because I got to drop Charlie off at the beach and go surfing and then I need to drive here and like do a few other things and I just kind of work through it in my head all the things and how I'm going to do it and then the stress left mm. and then I was just happy I'm like if you can find like take situations pull them apart and then put it back together in a better way and then just go about what you need to do like you can do that with pretty much anything like mm. anything where you've got anger or stress or sadness you can normally pull that situation apart and find it's like a maze or like a jigsaw yeah. like you can twist it and shape it any way you want yeah and then put it back together in a happy like happy way because it's like you feel like every feeling you have you control yeah that feeling so i'm like why would you rather why wouldn't you rather be happy than sad or angry or all these shit emotions like i'm just like that's what i'm all about trying to do yeah and because you always see people that like they will be angry about something or angry at you but like most of the time it's driven through something else that you can't control and it's like driven on someone like something happening to them so i try and like if someone's mean to me or like writes a mean comment or like has negative emotions towards me i try and like instead of taking those emotions on board and then throwing them back even worse and just like putting fuel on the fire i'd be like kind of like why are you feeling this way like what's up like what's going on and then you break it down and then if you can find them if you can find out why then sort it out and see them like see them happier and then see them work through it and then go hey i'm not like mad anymore that's like crack to me at the moment that's all i want to do is like find get people like see people that like i love and like i know and find out ways to like just make them see life better like make them view it better because dude i got i have such a good life i like it to live literally live my dream race bikes around the world get to meet cool people like you all this stuff like people don't have that excitement yeah and then i think they dwell or get jealous on that as well because i've got so many friends that they just like they they say i've got an easy job or like they look at it like i'm kind of like rubbing in their face in a way which it's like nothing like that but i can understand that mentality it's like anyone's mentality like if you always look at someone's better off than me well it's the haves and the have nots right yeah exactly but if you can stop looking at like he's better off than me and stop worrying about that person and then worry about yourself how can i be as good as him or how can i change my situation to get there yeah like but the thing too that people should remember is like nothing's what it seems from the outside Mm. like the person that's inside the brain and inside your fucking body like you can't you can't pretend to know whether that's good or bad or amazing or just yeah. okay and like even like you were saying when you got your first pro ride you were like this fucking <laughs> yeah. sucks like yeah, fu- yeah. but to other people it's like they must be like you must be so happy it's like yeah it's completely- it's very everyone's on a fucking ride and you just well like they say comparison's a thief of joy like yeah you cannot compare you yourself to people because it's like you know how you say the ride thing then i feel like i've never been able to explain it properly but you know i'm saying with the parent thing so like when i first got the ride with intense i was like you know the thing when you say like the dog chasing the car yeah and then he catches it i was kind of i was kind of like shocked like like i've actually got it like i've been working since i was 10 11 years like 12 years old racing state um national well like world cup everything and like doing ixs and all these different races and just building up to this one moment which is obviously becoming a professional and making it into a job and then i got it and i was just like shit like i've got it like i've like i've got this like i've ticked off this box and then i thought i'd be like over the moon and like i was excited like i was yeah. generally excited about it but then i compare it now to just say because my parents were never pushy with my riding they were always super supportive super helpful like helped me go through everything helped me like get to races like definitely very caring and loving in that regard 
but they never said you had to do it and they never mm. said like why aren't you training or why aren't you eating this or like they were just kind of there to help if i needed help they would lend a hand so i never really needed to ride for a reason like i didn't have to ride and then as soon as i got a professional ride obviously it's a job then and you got people watching you and you like got expectations to live up to and all this other stuff and I was just a bit like, mm. I'm not used to this. And I didn't know how to kind of deal with it. And it just like, and then my year struggled. I ended up breaking my heel. I broke my wrist. I literally had the worst season I've ever had. I went from my best season ever to my worst. Mm. And even when I was training, I used to work um, like seven till four, um, doing a Boilermakers apprenticeship welding. And I like, it wasn't that bad, but it was like not that good either. And then as soon as I'd finish, I'd go for an XC ride and I'd be like, man, this is so fun. Like, this is sick. Like, I just get to like ride my bike. Like, I was so into it. Mm. Like, it was like almost like dessert after like dinner or whatever. Anyway, and went from that to then all I obviously <laughs> had to do was ride, which, yeah. which is obviously still like, it was good, but it's just like... It's just felt different. I just killed it a bit. And yeah. then when I felt like I had to ride and then I wasn't sure how to... Like, just everything changed. And then when that happened... I just like I it killed it for me, man. Like I just I'm like I I just lost love for it. I didn't mm. I just didn't want I don't know, it's like I just didn't want to do it. When you when you signed that contract, did you think like, oh, I could win World Cups now? Or did you still <laughs> feel like you because like I could see something I hadn't really thought about until you sort of brought it up, but like you see guys like um that they get a factory ride. Like you'll see it in Supercross, like a guy like Garrett Marshbanks or something yeah. like that. And it's like, he might be a bad example. Like, I wonder who else I could think of. Because he's, like, good and he probably will do really well. But there's guys where it's like they they almost don't even believe that they can get a factory ride. So yeah. then when they get it, they're like, that is their world, that yeah. is their world championship. That yeah. is their... And then once they've got the ride, they're like, well, I don't really think I can win. So then it becomes this weird feeling a, yeah. of, like, am I even worthy to have this ride? This is what I always wanted, but did I even deserve did it? Did I deserve to get it? Yeah, I, I felt like I deserved it from where I came from. Like, I did I did think I deserved it, but I don't think at the time I thought I could win. Mm. But it was just... Yeah, it was just weird, man. It was just, like, I went from, like... I just felt, like, honestly, like I was chasing something till I kind of... I got it and then I didn't know what to do with it. But obviously, yeah. it was just, like, keep going. Like, like at that point... Um, and then I, I, I did I did get a third place the, the year before that kind of got me the ride. And I just had Where all this... Where was that at? At Hyde in Switzerland. Yeah. So that was like when I was a bit kind of no-name and that kind of came out of nowhere, which was kind of cool. But like like that's probably a part of it as well because I like... That was a goal to get a World Cup podium. I did that and then I got um, like a proper ride. Yeah. It's all kind of like I've achieved all this stuff and then I just... Yeah, it's weird. I, can't, I honestly can't explain why. Do you I feel itself. like you're super competitive? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Hundred percent. I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting less competitive, but like still more driven to win. Yeah, like if that makes okay. sense. So I'm like, I'm not so caught up in results and like having to win. Like I'm literally trying to bring in more, doing it <coughs> for the love of it and doing yeah. it for fun, and put, like taking out the just real competitive nature. But I definitely no. I like if we play like a game, just like we play like I don't know something. I definitely want to beat you in it yeah but i'm not like yeah. so driven to like i think i used to be worse for sure and i yeah. think it's gotten i think it has gotten better but yeah that was just that was a weird time for me yeah and then it's literally taken me up until probably last year to like be like okay i want to do it because i had the first two years were terrible man like i didn't even think um intense was going to resign me like i got to the point where I was just, I just, I, I couldn't find my love for it again. Yeah. And I remember I came home in the middle of the World Cups 
and I sat down with my dad because I was working for him before and I sat down with him and I'm like I don't have a ride like well I didn't think they would offer me a ride and then I started like if I don't can I come work for you again like I was making plans or I was making plan B yeah, which is into, not, into yeah. a reality and then the next race that was um, Mont Saint-Anne in Canada and that was the one that got rain effect and I got second and it was just weird man because it was like it, like it was this rebirth of like okay like I stood on a podium and I'm like even though like I know it was rain affected like I think I might have got a top 10 possibly yeah. but I got second but it was just like that feeling of being back in the mix and being in like attention and all this stuff and it kind of like gave me a fire in my belly again and then I went to the last round and I was like riding good again and then I think I got 12th at world champs in Cairns and I was like okay we, we can still do this kind of thing mm. and then in that off season man I just like I'm turning over every rock and looking at like I'm doing everything I possibly can to make this into like a proper thing and then I came out the year after and got third straight off the bat I qualified second went down last like it was just like it's that that reassurance that like my best is good enough yeah. and then it definitely re like just got the fire in my belly again and then from then I've just like the love's kind of been coming back and it's been back there again and I've kind of got over that whole like catching the car like being the dog I know yeah. what to do with it I'm gonna hop in the car and fucking take it to space like I'm I'm, I'm excited again that's good but yeah. it's just funny because a lot of people especially like professional athletes they get told what will happen if they don't get a ride like they always get the the, the option well you started making plan B to go back yeah that's what I dad. mean yeah. and then your family and your friends and everyone <laughs> kind of go yeah you can do this and you can do that but no one really prepares you for if you do get the ride like mm. no one says oh if you get the ride you're going to feel all this pressure from these people and you're probably going to have to do these media obligations and you're probably going to have to do this and like you should probably change your training and you're going to like have so much free time and like that was a big thing i didn't deal with very well that i could have dealt with a lot better like i could have been more professional earlier but like, what so would you do different in the whole process like if you could go back and relive the <laughs> events of like signing that contract what stuff would you change in that 12 months you reckon probably wouldn't have partied so hard at the very first bit because that was another thing I like I, I like I got I caught the car I was excited I did all this so I did party for a fair bit once I finished the season and then I did that for a while and then just didn't make a plan like I didn't make like I should have made a plan of like who I was going to train with like mm. where I was going to train when I was going to start like I was just kind of all everything was all over the place like you were just sort of winging it yeah I was 100% winging it and I was like you can't really do that if you've like if you're trying to be a professional athlete like i just kind of try to do it all myself which looking back now just like what were you doing like just this is the whole thing about talking to people and like getting information off people because mm. it's all going to help you in the long run so if i like talk to my coach um who's joel Pinozo, which i did start later oh, on oh really do you know joel Pinozo? oh just when i was racing he oh, was yeah. one of the dudes yeah so he's in, so he's my coach now yeah sick so i went and like i actually went away from him in that really bad year yeah okay. and then i went back to him later and then like he was just a beast, a, eh? Just stuff like it. Yeah, he's he's got. I think his best result. He got fourth at a world champs. He won heaps yeah. of Norbers and stuff. And he's a cool. He's a cool guy. But he was always super fit too, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I started training with him, and then it just definitely helped for sure. But that was one thing. I went my separate way with him. Just, just. I just. I don't know. I just didn't plan everything. I kind of just tried to go on my own, and then when it all failed, I kind of. And like, how old would you be? Like 21, 22? <sighs> Oh, was I? I think yeah, twenty one or twenty two then. And it's like you know nothing. But that's the thing. I'm, you're I'm, like, you're a, fucking I'm, kid I'm a kid. Still. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I'm, but you yeah. don't. You think you're the. Man. That's the thing, and that's what like it's that ego mindset thing where you just like, I don't know. Back, I just didn't take in stuff from people. Like I did to a certain extent, but even I just talk to some people and go, oh no, I like I know what's better. Like I can do this or whatever. But 
now I'm so much more open-minded to just like anything like tell me anything it's like I'm either gonna I'll think about it process it feel like it's a good or a bad thing or whatever or might just be nothing but just like if I talk to you I know and this like back then I just didn't I just didn't talk about things I didn't bring it up and that's something I'm trying to change now because it's just it definitely helps like this year I've talked to Greg Minar like I've literally kind of gone under his wing and like the dude's literally the goat like he's Mm. he's, and like who else would you want to talk to really he's been in the sport like the longest now he's got the most world cup wins he's got like multiple world championships like dude i'm just a sponge hey like i always talk to i had like this really good chat with him when we're in morzine we're both training there together and i was just talking to him and i was just like how have you done this for so long how have you just like constantly come back because i was already at the point to quit Mm. and go get a normal job and i was in it for like two years He's just like, you've just got to like balance everything. And he's just like, and just definitely have downtime. Definitely know when you like, when it's time to train, to train serious. And he's just like telling me all these like good things. And I just soaked it all up. And this was right in the middle of the season. And I just got this new love for it again. And then from that point on was like Leger um, in France. And then from then on, I just kept getting good results. And I just kept being happy. Like I wanted to be at races. I wanted to be around all these people. And I like, I looked at it as like, this is such a cool experience. I didn't look at it like work or anything. I was like, this is fucking cool, man. And like, mm. just, I was in Leger. I remember like riding from the chairlift, um, like over to it. There's like two chairlifts and there's like the crowds kind of in the middle of the first to the second one. And I'm riding over and I got my headphones on. I'm just like listening to some, some pump up music. And there's just hundreds of like kids and people there. And they're just all like eyes on me, watching me go to the lift. And I was like, dude, we are rock stars. Like, this is fucking amazing. You got in the middle of this beautiful scenery in France, going up to do what I love. And I'm just like, had this moment of like, this is so fucking cool. Mm. And then I was like, if I get a flat tire, if I crash or whatever, like I can't even take away from how good this is. Like that shouldn't change my mindset of like a a result, a three minutes the future three minutes shouldn't determine how good this feeling is right now. Mm. And it's like almost cheating because I know when I feel like that, I always do well. So it's like, if I can get in that zone where I don't care if I do well, that's when I do well, because it's just like, you're just like, it's just in a good, it's just good. It's, I can't explain yeah. it, but you just like, I'm just content with the moment and the everything and where I am, what I'm doing. And then if you can do that, like the race, right, it just happens. It just, yeah. it just works out well, but it's it's a hard mindset to get into but I've, I've been trying more and more and it has been getting better and better yeah but i think that's like what separates a lot of the top guys is definitely the, the mi- mindset the mindset going in if you go in there just knowing you're the man and everyone's there to watch you win and you know within yourself you can win it's just kind of it just happens it's crazy like yeah. your, your mind is like the hardest one to train but the and the most important at the same time like anyone can be fit like you jump up and down and do star jumps and hop on a rowing machine or whatever like you're gonna like yeah you'll get fit you enough. can get fit but if you don't can't wrap your mind around why you're doing it and like what makes you do it and just all these different things and like just generally be happy doing it i feel like you're just going to struggle and that's mm. with most things in life man if you don't actually know why you're doing it and why you're getting out of it it's just like why are you doing it? like literally why are you doing it and then mm. once i got back to that point where i like literally love doing it again and realized why i did it i was like Phew. just like crack the code and from going from the start of when i got a professional ride to like being not not knowing to now nothing else i'd rather be doing mm. and i just it's so i just i love it man this season we just got better and better and especially coming onto a new team and like so many unknowns and then finishing on such a high i'm just like Oh, it's just it's, it's yeah. good it's so good I've been so 
so excited about the whole i don't know this whole year man just i felt like i've grown a lot as a person with racing in general and so many different aspects and just life <laughs> and i don't know it's just, i'm just really stoked really excited for it it's a good age like the age that you're at now because i was living away in america at your age mm. and like i've felt like i was really going through a lot of that stuff as well you know and like i definitely had the points where i was just full running on straight ego autopilot and yeah. like well the um like i'd be fucking the smartest dude in the world and you know everything and then yeah. it is exciting when you first hit that point of like like you understand that like oh like there's this whole like road i should be on yeah. as a person yeah and like uh you i think at the start you think that like i'm gonna like walk down this road for a bit you know really figure some shit out with myself and i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be where i need yeah, to be yeah and then i think you start to realize you're like oh this is just like this road you're supposed to walk on forever yeah you just, and it just gets some, better and better yeah and there's some people that never even find that road they never try to look inside themselves and try to really figure out like what makes their brain work what yeah what makes them happy what makes them sad like all all that kind of shit and it's like they just don't you they know, don't they get don't it yeah know, they don't even know that that's sort of a thing it's, yeah i yeah agree that's like when you're talking with taylor it's just like and how you you bring people that have just found that road with people that have been on it for a while and that to me man that's like if you can find someone then pull you up to that road and then i find like why can't that person then find someone else and pull them along that road oh for sure just this mindset of just like everything's good and you make everything good or Mm. you make everything how you want it it's just such a refreshing thing to like try and get in people's heads and that's what i hope this can do like i hope people listen to this and just think of a situation in their life that like they might be angry about or mad or something and then just try and look at it from another perspective mm. and then come back on it and solve it's like work it out and then be happier yeah like one person one person like it, that would make me happier if someone could just do something like that yeah and that's what i mean that's all i want to get across to people is like bringing happiness out of people and bringing like a new sense of i don't know something it's funny when i was at this um i was at this nightclub in um was it Mr. Wolf's in Canberra or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And I was just out the front. I was like a bit over it. Anyway, there was this guy that I didn't know, just some random guy and this girl. And this girl was real drunk and he was trying, she was trying to get back in the club and this guy was just like, oh, just like settle down, whatever. Anyway, he went up to her and he's just like, what are you doing? And then he's real mad and she just kept trying to go in the club. So I talked to him and I was like, you're a good man. He's like, she's fucking ruining my night. I was having the best night ever and now I've got to look after her. And I was just like, oh, maybe just like find someone. Have you got another friend that can take her home? He's like, no, I'm the only one here with her. All this stuff. And then he's like, she might be able to hang out with this girl. And he's real angry, smoking, like pumping a cigarette down, just in like a bed, just like, just not happy, just not having a good yeah. time. And I saw it, I started chatting to him. I was like, man, it's all good. Like, you've been a good friend. You're working this out. Like, that's good. Like, just trying to make give positive things. And then he's just like, she was sitting with this other girl. I'm like, she's fine. And he's like, come on, let's go back up to the party. He's like, no, I can't go. And I was like, oh, if I buy, I'll buy you a drink if you come up. And he cracked this smile. And like, this is the first time I've seen him smile since he was just real angry. And dude, that to me is like, yeah. that, that brings out something in me. And I have this reference now where I say like, because I'm doing it because I like it. So like, I feel like I'm giving you $10, but you're giving me $100 back. Yeah. And I get like a little fix out of it. So it's like, it's for me but you get something out of it too yeah but then anyway he started laughing and then we just started joking around talking and then by the end of it he was like we were just having like a chat and talking and laughing and then he ended up taking his friend and they went home anyway I went up to the club and had a good time at party and then I seen him again and he just had this smile on his face he's like oh, I took her home and I thought I'll come back and I was like you feel better though don't you and he's like yeah I feel good I'm gonna have a good time and just, so he just went off with the drink to the dance floor 
And that to me, man, I'm like, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to see someone that's pissed off, angry, and then be able to see them happy and like having a good time. Like, I'm just like, it's literally like an addiction to me now. I, f- I love it so much. I love being able to like do stuff like that. And that's like when Taylor said, once you find your court, like what you truly believe is your thing, to- why you're here, you'll be happier. And yeah. I feel like I've found that now. And that's why I'm generally happier. And it's just like, it's just with everything in life. I'm just like happy with friends, family, what my job, everything. And that's all I'm trying to like, and then people see it. Yeah. People keep telling me like, you you look so happy. I'm like, I am. I've never been so happy in my life. I'm like, oh, it's just, it's crazy, man. It's, I wonder if it's, it's a crazy feeling. Like, look how when I met you, we just, we just hit it off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how do you meet someone and just go mountain bike riding talk literally all day and then we're just on a podcast talking more i just like that's how i want to be with everyone yeah that's i wonder if it's because being an athlete like you have to be selfish to be an athlete and i know that um like that was one of the things with dungy like why he sort of really got like he didn't like he didn't not like riding anymore but Mm. he was like dude i'm married and i want to have a kid and i've like got this life where everyone is just constantly doing shit for me yeah and like my moods are affected by a result and this and that he's like dude i just don't want to be selfish he's like i'm naturally such an unselfish person yeah but to be successful in sport you have to be super selfish so i wonder if it's just a thing where like you've been selfish for a long time not on purpose or with malice but just to do the job that you do and then now it's like dude i just want to fucking not be like i want to give back to other people i think that's i think that is a part of it in a way but this like honestly this is probably the biggest thing i'm like i think this is where it all um probably like literally stems from stems from the start and i've been thinking about it more and this is honestly the biggest reason i wanted to come in and talk to you was probably for this point because like i said i just want to put positive emotions into people so when i was this goes way back okay so I think this is where like it literally rooted from but when i was younger probably i think i was like 10 or 11 years old i was going to like this small school in like small country victoria so i was going to small school didn't have any friends was like bullied was doing terrible at school like wasn't a smart kid at school literally i think in my year i had there was a girl and a guy i think the guy was autistic and the girl was just like a bit of a tomboy so i had like kind of one all right friend and then i just remember getting bullied and I just remember feeling like lonely, like really fucking lonely. And like I had a good family. My parents were loving. They brought me everything. Um, I had a good brother. Like I had a good life. But I was just so sad all the time. Like I was literally depressed. But like you don't know. You don't you, know. You don't know you're what. Young, yeah. yeah. What, you're just sad. You're just a sad kid. Anyway, it just got worse and worse. And then one day um, I was like, nah, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm fucking done. I can't like literally couldn't couldn't cope. So I like tried to commit suicide when I was like 11 or I think I was 11 or something or Fuck, 10, 10, really? 10 years old. Yeah. So I tried to, um, try to hang myself in my bedroom and then I didn't know, I don't know how it didn't end up working. I was like, fuck, I can't even do this. Like it was, like, I know. That's and, then, gnarly. and then dude, like no, no one knows this, but I've been more open about it now because I think I've gone from that point to this happiest in my life point. Yeah. So I'm just openly telling people because I try to do that. And then I remember like, left the belt like hanging from my bed i just remember laying on the ground just uncontrollably crying like just literally tears pissing out of my face and i just remember like hitting like just laying down on the ground like, i remember just like hitting my head up against my side of my bunk bed just in tears bawling my eyes out and then my mum walked in and she like found obviously the belt and what me just in distraught yeah. on the floor and i just think imagine the fucking 
negative emotions I would have put into my mother. Like imagine yeah. how like it's I've read this thing and it's like suicide doesn't stop the pain, it just moves it on. Yeah. And imagine all this like negative like I just it's overwhelming how imagine just your son just killed himself and you find him in his bedroom like how selfish is that that I thought my pain was like outweighed everyone else's or whatever yeah what it would cause but I did I got to that point and then I just I like I can't I can't even imagine putting something like that into someone but then my parents found out and we talked about it and then we realized that like why I was sad and they moved me out of that school and that's kind of around the time I found writing and then I started getting better at writing and then it just kind of snowballed into what it is now and now I'm like I feel like I have this want to tell people because I'm sure there's so many kids that watch me that are going through the same shit man and I'm like I went from that point of not wanting to be alive and now all I want to do is fucking be alive all I want to do is I get so fucking happy just like talking to you talking dude it's fucking crazy so now all I want to do is like show people that I was the point where I didn't want to be on this earth anymore and now all I want to do is be on this earth and meet people and get that message across and dude if one imagine if one kid watched this podcast and was close to that point or to like really something it fucking happens bro I get messages like that if he he watches that and he imagine if he sent me a message and he said I was really sad I was struggling at school I was struggling at racing I was struggling at just life and I saw that you were at that point and now you're fucking living your dream of racing your bike around yeah. the world and doing what you love and being this fucking happy. If like someone can see that and it changes their view on life or what they want to do, man, that's fucking, that's, that's it. That's me. Like, that's what I want to do. That's, yeah. And now with racing, it's like, I still want to do well in racing, but I feel like my racing is just to give me a platform to get yeah. messages like that across. Cause you know, we were talking about like, we don't know why we want to be world champion. Yeah. I didn't. I, I just wanted to be world champion because world cha- like, it's just there. Yeah. It's in front of you. But now, man, I'm like, I want to be world champion so I can have more eyes on me so I can spread this message of just fucking being happy and doing what you want and just being excited and just general good energy because that just spreads, man. It yeah. spreads to people. Every time I meet someone, I talk to them, I feel like, like when we talk to Taylor today, like I just feel better talking to him. I feel like a better person. If I can spread that message to you or to anyone, dude that's just you just it's just that is what life to me now that's what life is all about 100% that's all I want to do and it'd be crazy to you know like win a world championship because then there's power like people will look at you <sighs> that don't know you from the outside it's like no. good looking dude drop rides for the fucking Scott factory racing team has been on world cup podiums and it's like there's just a certain picture that gets painted yeah and then you think like that guy's just had it eat like yeah, not had it easy yeah like, no and exactly what you're saying like he's he's probably because my family like my dad like they were wealthy they they he um designed his own sawmill and sold it like and he, he built himself up from nothing but um it's just like people look at that oh he's like parents got money he's been silver spoon in his mouth the whole time which like i, I didn't live poorly or badly or anything like i just lived normal but that doesn't your you, your mind yeah just it, because you got a rich dad doesn't mean that you fucking yeah it doesn't cha- it cha- guarantees yeah happiness. but people I just want kids to look at this and be like hey like you can be the best at something in the world but it doesn't mean you start in a better place than where you are right now it's like you can start anywhere dude I was like literally high school dropout um that failed most of the tests I did at school and I, like I'm like I didn't start I wasn't anything special mm. but I saw something I wanted to do and I threw myself at it with everything I fucking had and I it worked it paid off and it was that one thing and it's just people need to find that one thing and like a lot, that's another thing people don't even know what they want to do mm. like that's the thing people always come up to me and they're like oh you have the easiest job ever 
and I was like, it's 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 good. I love it. It's such a good job, but it's not easy. And then I always say to him, like, what do you want to do? Like, what's your dream job? Like, I don't know. And you're saying, so I've got the easiest job, but I had to pick what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then I had to go after it. And then I had to put all this money into it, effort and time and everything to make it a reality. And then I asked you what you want to do and you can't even give me an answer. And it's just like, you're so right yeah so I'm like dude the biggest thing for people is like just find something that interests you like what makes you happy and the best way to find out what you do want to do is find out what you don't want to do yeah like just just make a list of things you hate make a thing of lists you love and then try and like branch off different opportunities through those things and you're gonna think like there'd be so many people like I'm gonna fucking be a stand-up comedian yeah and they do an open mic and they suck and they're like that's not for me but then there's the guys like Luke Kidgel and it's like does it sucks and he's like fuck feel like i could do better yeah you know and then that's so you you find out what you do want to do by doing shit you're either gonna not like it and then you're gonna try something else that you do like it's that whole you can't be scared of failing it's the whole Mm. thing you can't be scared of rejection or failure or anything that's like when i've been going up to people just randoms and talking to them they can just tell me to fuck off but most of the time they don't but Mm -hmm. you don't know until you do it and that's like anything it's just like you don't know until you do it so why don't just try and do it? It's like if, like my housemate at the moment, he just constantly comes home and tells me he hates his job. He openly says he hates it. He wants to change. He wants to do it. I go, okay, well, let's make a change. Let's do something different. He mm-hmm. goes, oh, and then just finds reasons around why he shouldn't, like why he can't or something. There's always an excuse or always something. And then anyway, he kept coming in saying he hated it. I was like, you can't, you can't just keep telling me you hate it, but then won't change it. I'm like if you change it and you hate what you change it to you're still in the same position you haven't you, you haven't gone up or down or anything you still hate it whatever but if you change it and it's really good you know and then you're like oh well it's better so it's like if you're already in a shit position <laughs> you're in a shit position like you can only go up kind of thing mm. you're at the base so try something try something different but that's the thing people just need to I don't know, just literally, like you say, what is it, the I, we, and us? Uh, I, we, and all, yeah. I, we, and all. Like, people, they don't think, like, they think about everyone else. They think about, like, if I do this, what will they think? Or if I do this job, will I be able to hang out with it? Like, they think about all these different things, but it's like you've got to start at the base, which is, like, I, which is obviously you, and be like, what do I want to do? And why do I want to do that? And how will that, like, help me be a better person or help me view things differently? And once you sort that out, then like you say, you branch out and you yeah. branch out to everyone else and then you'll be a better person doing it as well. Once you figure out in yourself what you want and what what you can do, then it's like, well, okay, I know that now. I'm happier. Like I said, I'm happier now because I feel like I found out what I want to do. Mm. So now when I branch out to everyone else, I'm already better than I was before kind of thing. Yeah. Like So I'm like, start with you, get the base done. Once you're pretty happy with it, then go out and try and get others and talk to others and then get there ideas and stuff and then like that can build something yeah so that's like all you're doing is just imagine you're building a house you're the foundation you get people tradies and whatever else to come build like the columns and everything and then like once you get everyone there you got the roof and then you got a fucking house yeah so it's just like start with you go to everyone else and then i don't know i just feel like that's the way to do it like everyone else is so concerned with social media and facebook and youtube and everything it's like the broader range of everyone else yeah and it's an investment too like like I actively nowadays like I get up it's a I've been doing it for a while but I sort of go 
spurts on and off but like i try and get up and i read every morning yeah and it's like i'm not reading fucking game of thrones or like non-fiction shit i'm reading stuff about different psychology different books Mm. from like biographies from really great people and it's like i know that i'm just not i'm not a fucking idiot to think that i'm smart enough to figure all this shit out by myself yeah and it's like that's why i think podcasts are really good and and books like if you fucking write a book that people buy yeah like you've put a lot of effort and time like you obviously know what the fuck you're talking yeah. about and it's like i think that's why you know that's why books have never ever gone away like we've literally they made books thousands of years <laughs> yeah. ago they've never like they they make ebooks now and they yeah, make, yeah. but, but it's never they're... fucking changed like no. they're so valuable to humanity but it's like that shit and like even saying like how i'm trying to get in the water every day like i was in the water for fucking two minutes but i was in the water today yeah so it's like you actively have to invest in yourself because as well like you like people just you just don't know how to be happy you don't you don't just you don't just be happy yeah it's like in one way that you do but it's like i think happiness comes from understanding yeah you understand yourself you know what you know like you said with the thing that has happened in your past it's like you understand why you feel that way yeah like you've got to sort of unpack all of the fucking yeah. data of yeah it's all a fi- it's like a filing you're a filing yeah. cabinet with all these emotions and reasons and experiences and everything and you need to unravel that and work out why but like you said like with books and all that how you get you get it's, it makes you feel better and that's part of like happiness and you learn more and blah blah well, it's blah because i like understand more yeah I'm exactly like, i'm like oh i could see that and then I see how that applies to my life. Oh, that's, I see that's a mistake that I've been making, you yeah. know, like, because there's so much like unconscious shit yeah. that you just don't even know. Like, we're just doing it. You don't know why you're doing it. Like habits that are formed. Why do I do this every day? Yeah. Why do I fucking, why do I have to watch porn five times a week? Why do I, you know, like yeah. there's weird shit that people yeah. do. Yeah. And it's like, it's so hard to change something or... Um, and people don't want like to change fix, it. Fi- yeah, yeah fix something if they don't even know why it's broken. Yeah, yeah, they don't even look at themselves as being like there's a problem really because it's just what they do. Yeah, but like you say, like you go to the water day and just jump in and out, but like that make it's it makes you feel better. Yeah. Like I went to the beach this morning at six before I came and saw you, and I was saying to Chuck, this is so like cleansing and nice, like just being early morning on the beach, and like that makes you feel good. If that makes you feel good, that adds up to something else that makes you feel good. Yeah, that's what I mean. You just need to keep keep chasing these feelings because that's all it really is it's just feeling good or feeling shit or feeling whatever like that's the the basis of everything mm. so i'm like if you can find things you do every day that make you feel a little bit better like eat maybe better food or like go for a run or do all this stuff yeah like it's just gonna enhance your general well-being man it's so like it's so crazy fucking easy to do like you can go two ways for me yeah this is like the two ways i can go in the morning the two ways I can go Mac is, is. <laughs> watch it, <laughs> but you can go, you can get up, go to the toilet, get on your phone, go to the couch, turn on YouTube, watch YouTube, mm. go, fuck, I really need to go to work, have a shower, go to work. Yeah. And I'm, I don't feel amazing. Yeah. That's not a way that like fires me up to start that. I know I know this, mm. right? The other way that I can get up, I can get up and go to the toilet check my phone reply to shit that i need to reply to put my phone down read for an hour mm. get up have a shower go to work and i know i feel better i just know it doesn't even matter if what i'm reading is good it's like to me it's like again that beach thing yeah i don't really know why you're gonna feel good Beef. from just going yeah. for a swim for one minute but i think it's more of a thing of like a 
it's like an accomplishment to yourself yeah. like you've set a plan or like how fa- how bad do you feel when you like set an alarm and then you snooze it and then you sleep yeah in? and then like you, that's end, a up, shit yeah, you end up sleeping because you feel like you, you've let yourself down exactly there. and this is the thing where like if you if i told you i was going to meet you at six i'm going to meet you at yep. six but if i told myself oh, i'm going to get up and go to the gym at six you like you lose accountability for yourself yeah and you should yeah. never do that because yourself is the most important person like if I didn't meet you at six, I'm like, oh, you're going to be a little bit mad at me. But if I didn't go to the gym, I didn't eat probably. Like that's just all me. That's mm. everything on me. That's like you were saying about how you can go about your morning. Like I started getting up at like 4.40 every morning and going to the gym. And I was I just started feeling better from it. Like I just felt good because I'm like, I'm up and then I'm about. And then everyone's like, oh, it's so early. You'd be so tired through the day. And I was like, no, I feel better. Like mm. I get more energy. And I just like would be leaving the gym driving home or driving to go do something else or whatever and people would like be going to work and i'd be like happy because i'm like i'm in front of you like i'm already mm. a step ahead of where you're at and then i just kept doing it and i just kept feeling good and then i'd have days where i'd be like oh i'm just gonna sleep in i'd sleep for like 8 30 or something get up and then start the day slow and then it'd be a bit like i'd just yeah. say yawny and tired yeah and i was like we've literally got to i gotta tell my brain if i set an alarm for 4 40 i'm gonna be more awake yeah and it just doesn't like compute in your head how that works obviously if you go, don't go to sleep super fucking late but when I was waking up at 8 I just wake up drowsy and then mm. just be like sleepy I think because your um, sleep cycles or whatever go yeah, yeah. back into kind of a deep sleep so you just wake up already kind of tired yeah. so but it's just stuff like that you say but I just did that and then I got into a rhythm of it yeah. and then I started making me feel better so it's just like waking up at a different time can be so beneficial to how you feel yeah. like if you wake up and eat like a proper meal and then go for just a run or a walk or something like that might make your whole week feel better. hundred percent. Like, and it's just small things that people don't think about or they don't feel like they just don't, mm. they don't realize and they don't think about. And that's the thing I just want to get across to people is like you do something small, whether like go feed the ducks or something, something that might bring a little bit of joy that can snowball into something else. Cause that's what I keep doing on this trip. I keep talking to someone like oh come do this and i'm normally might be like oh no i'm busy i want to do this i'm like yeah i'll do that and then that normally snowballs into something else and you just kind of just keep saying yes to things and then having new experiences it just dude it just snow it just builds and builds like today um i only met you today mm. <laughs> so you think of that and then i only met taylor today and then i met one of his friends and i met your other, like i met sam and all these people i'm like i've got all these people i know now and all those i'm sure could branch off into new adventures new friendships new stories new everything and that's like that's all life's about just new new stuff new things new Mm. things to get your mind going and you like make you feel good and all that because i'm sure all the people i met today if i wanted to go crash at their house or if i I was up here or we want to go to the beach or something like they'd be they'd be fine with it yeah and that's the thing it just like you attract good people good energy and if you give it off people want to be around that people What's want to be same, on that same channel yeah, your vibe attracts your tribe yeah, yeah. exactly and dude that's funny like we were at the <laughs> we were at the beach in byron i was just there and i was like i just want to talk to people hey like i just want to go meet people i just don't want to sit here i'm like i'm in a new place i don't know anyone i was there with chuck but i didn't know anyone besides us yeah i was like let's go talk to some people man was that your first time in byron first ever? time in yeah. byron i was there for i reckon i was there for half or oh, three hours four hours or something I met, I reckon, 12 people, 12 yeah. new people, generally nice, good people. And I was on the beach and they had these two girls sitting just up, like, just talking on this towel. And I was like, oh, gosh, we'll go, like, oh, I'll, you know, it sounded like a... Creeper. Creeper, yeah, yeah but, well, like, I'll oh, we'll just go have a chat. So, yeah, anyway... Yeah. Um, they loved it. <laughs> so, I went up and we just started talking. We were talking for a little bit and then um, it was like, you guys are pretty fun. I'm like, um, follow my Instagram. Like, I was like, what's your Instagram or whatever? So, she's like, follow herself. And then she gives it back and she had, like, 70K. 
And I was like, oh, damn, we got like, I think I said you're an even influenza or something. And yeah. she's just like, she just laughed or whatever. And then I just, as a joke, I said, are you on The Bachelor? Because a friend of mine at home met this girl on this um, cruise in Croatia and she was on The Bachelor. So I was like, yeah. just taking the piss, like literally just as a joke. And she's like, oh, yeah, I was. And I was like, oh, what the fuck kind of thing. That's just random as. So then... Um, <coughs> We just and they were just like really excited. I'm like, imagine someone that's on The Bachelor is obviously someone that's really excited and like just yeah, happy yeah. go lucky. And they obviously because so I'm like, I feel like that's how we were being as well. And then I just got a photo with her. And all these people are like, who like how do you how do you meet these people? Like how do you like what are you doing? Like how does that a thing? And I was like, I literally just went up to someone and started mm. talking to them, and we got along and we chatted to them for a while, and then went about our way. And that was it. Yeah, it was just a cool new experience. And it's so easy not to do that. Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah, because your head will give you it'll spit a million oh, reasons out. Dude, I'm I'm it. that like I'm a pretty shy person to be honest. Like at the start, I'm never really like sure how to like get it stuck because you just that worry of like what ones you go up to when they just said piss off. Like, yeah, and then you just feel that brings you down. And but I'm like, if they said fuck off or whatever, I'd be like, okay, well, maybe we'll go talk to someone else then. Like yeah. I feel like you can't. I don't know, you can't get negative, like you can't try and, t- you can't take that on board. You've just got to like, and that's what I don't do anymore. If something, if they said piss off, I'd just probably be like, oh, and then be like, wonder why she's mad. And then probably go over my head. How did we make her not mad? Like yeah. that's the kind of, like that's how my brain works now. And it's a weird way of like looking at things. But most of the time I'm like, if just say that was a friend, like she was not a random person, but she's like, oh, piss off or something. I'd try and work out why yeah and that's like that's all i want to do now is work out why and get that out but dude that was just another cool experience another cool person and just another thing to just like keep this like journey going but yeah. like you said it's all about momentum and if like i don't want this momentum to stop like i don't even want to go home like i'm i've literally like messaged a friend back home and said we get in a house in byron bay or we're getting a house near the gold coast or something because you know, i just feel good up here yeah i just feel like where i'm from like i love where i grew up and where i live and it's like really beautiful and pretty but like everyone works kind of normal jobs and everyone's like kind of stuck in this tunnel vision i guess and like like just small-minded and stuff like a lot of people it's not like a i say it like that but it's not a bad thing like they're just happy they're content with what yeah. they do and where they live and like that's fine but i feel like i've seen so much of the world and i've gone to all these cool places and i met cool people and i just want to keep experiencing that and i feel mm. like coming up here it's just opened it's just opened my mind up a bit and just the fact that I just keep meeting good people like mm. it's just I haven't I'm sure obviously there's bad people around here shit people but I just haven't really bumped into them yet yeah. and just everyone I've met so far and just, just like the band on the coast I think is really cool just there's so many things about it where I'm like I need to be here I feel spot. like Goldie's sort of starting to be a little bit like Australia's Hollywood really I reckon because in Hollywood like no one's really from Hollywood yeah like it's very rare it's sort of becoming a place where it's like people move here yeah because it's like there's fucking heaps going on they're doing this they're doing that like this happens on the goldie this happens on the goldie and i mean that brings its fair share of fuckwits as well though <laughs> yeah. like because you sort of get people that are here for like kind of disingenuous reasons yeah, yeah which is the same as hollywood but it's like it sort of makes it you know like there's just there's all these people that are like i don't want to live in fucking you know wagga wagga anymore i don't <laughs> yeah. want to live in i've got more like i want to go to a place where there's other people and i think like byron's definitely got that vibe as well like if you're a free-spirited hippie kind of person yeah. and it's like you're gonna go there and you're gonna be accepted yeah and if you come to the gold coast it sort of seems like the same 
thing in a different way. It's like not in a hippie way, but it's like a yeah, yeah. I, get what I you got mean. sick of living in fucking woi woi. I'm bloody. I'm. I want to be down here and around other people that got sick of where they wanted to be yeah, and yeah. I, they wanted to make other shit happen. Yeah. So I just think it's like I feel like the Goldie is really starting to be like that, and it, maybe it has been for a really long time. <laughs> you never noticed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do get what you're saying though, because I, I feel the same way about cans. Like a lot of my, that's where we grew up, yeah, and yeah. it's like all my f- friends just have, you know, I'm not even, re- I don't even really have that many friends from Cairns anymore. Like I've got my real close, yeah, close, yeah. close friends, but it's like I don't know that many people from there anymore. It's like they just weren't on the same sort of wavelength as I was, and I you left. Want to do and, different things, yeah. And it's like I gravitate like Sam. Like Sam is from Tassie, and he he lived in Tassie when we started being friends. Mm. But that connection of like we're gonna fucking do cool shit we're gonna charge on like that transcended like i was in cans he was in tassie and that friendship still yeah. existed based on that like yeah. attitude you know but those are the people you want to be around people like that like i've got a friend in newcastle and when i, I, I was up there for a couple of days I went to like a music festival and hung out but like every time i was with him it was like we were talking about meaning like just not like getting deep or anything but like we're just really points that you'd want to talk about with general life and like really getting in depth into thing and just having good conversations and just being around someone like that that constantly makes you feel good and you think you make them feel good like that's the kind of people you want to be around and that's another thing i was like talking to him i'm like come to buy like we need to like make this happen because like i've got i've got a heap of awesome friends back where i live like don't get me wrong but just certain people like they literally bring out the best in you yeah. and you just like grab those people and like run like just get them yeah and then the people that aren't like that like run from them like yeah. just get out of there but yeah like you yeah like you say it's like it could be like a bit less than byron because even when we we're at byron there was like so many people there that didn't, I, didn't, I didn't heard so many people not even speak english like it's yeah. like such a definitely like a bit of a trip kind of thing like yeah that, that the, place is like a very um that's like a fishbowl like a very yeah. fucking uh certain type of person wants to go live in byron you know yeah well that's the thing i'm like worried about do i like it because it's a bit of like excitement now or like will I get over it when I want to be like the racer serious kind of guy that doesn't really go out and have like but mm. I kind of don't want to see this is the thing I don't want to like because what I've done is normally I just like when I start racing I get in this bubble where I don't like socialize as much and don't like I just literally close off train race and I think I'm just getting the point now where I'm like I just want to live life all year round and still be serious so it's like you can find time to do everything it's just how you balance it how you schedule it everything like that because i don't want to just be like okay jan 1st or december 1st i'm going to start training full-time now i can't talk to you i can't see you i can't go here and that's kind of something i've always felt like i'm a bit like as, as soon as training starts i like lose a lot of my normal life yeah which is kind of like it's the payoff for having such a good job is like you've kind of gets locked down a bit yeah so that's been something i've always battled with is trying to like live a life a normal life within a racing season or whatever and then like this year like i had um some free time after that leger world cup where i started to feel real good i just went to bali i went to singapore by myself just hung out just looked around singapore literally by myself and had like a good time and then went to bali and met up with my housemate and just had a good time and like all these people that i race with like why are you gonna like what are you doing like and looking at me like i was doing the wrong thing i'm like dude i'm living life like we don't get that many opportunities to do stuff and I went and did this stuff, had a good time, got like refreshed and then came back to the World Cup and then my season just kept going up and getting better. But it's just like, I like how these people look at it as like, what are you doing? And like, 
like, mm. like they, they, they don't like they don't see the positives out of that like i'm like i'm gonna go like what's five days i was running i ran every day when i was in singapore and when i was in bali i ran as well and i was like just like keeping basic fitness but i'm not gonna like lose much bike school or anything like that mm. within five days or whatever it's and like chad reed don't fucking ride that much yeah dude you gotta turn especially someone's done it so long they, yeah. they've got to understand they don't want to burn themselves out from it that's like when i was talking to greg like he finishes the season doesn't touch a bike until like for three months yeah and it's just like you need to have a break you need to switch your brain off and you need to focus on other aspects of your life yeah and then get them dialed in and be like see your friends and do all this stuff like that's what i mean i like my off season gets like squished down from like start of september to normally the first of jan but it'll probably be the first of december this year because everything's been pushed back but like i just try and live as much life in there but now i'm trying to be like why don't i just live life the whole way through yeah like, why do i need to cram like a certain amount of time where i just enjoy life from september to january and then the rest is gonna yeah. be serious so i'm just trying to work out like still i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i feel like we you've got enough time in the day to be able to like train see people like you make time you make yeah. your own time and you can do cool things like like i said i've come up to see you i brought a bike like if i was in if it was like middle of training i'll still i'll just ride more i'll yeah. go I'll do a gym session or go do like a judo thing this morning or like there's you can just work around things like that yeah like where the old me might have been like oh, i can't come on the podcast i've got to train yeah where i could have just worked ways around we could have fit everything in we could have done judo we could have gone for a two-hour bike ride we could have done the podcast and i could have got, like just there's ways yeah. ar- there's ways around it and that's what i've just got to figure out now but like I'm not even worried about trying to figure that out because so much love for doing it is back. Yeah. So it's like, if you're truly passionate about something and you have that love back, I'm like, like definitely like excited to go in and start doing all this because I know, I think it's just going to flow yeah. smoothly and be good. Like even when we went Ryan today, man, like I had so much fun. It was good. Eh? I like, I had, a, I had a ball. And even like when I, I'm like, I'll bring you an e-bike. Like that's the shit I want to do. Cause I knew like, that's a cool thing to come, Fuck yeah, come dude. do. Yeah. I was so stoked. Yeah. I was like, that's like, that's the shit I want to do. And like I said, like you had fun the fact you have fun it's like i get my hundred bucks you get your ten dollars yeah like everyone has a good time that's yeah. the thing i'm into so like just you work you just work these things out and you that's what i mean even with my party like i kept trying to make it better there's always something you can do to make it better so then when i was like i'll come on the podcast i'm like that's sick i'm so glad you've given me the opportunity to mm. come and present myself and to such a like a wider audience which is helping me so much because i'm sure people listen to this and be like i related to things out of that and like that gives mm. me so much so i'm like well, I can take you for an e-bike ride. I have a, I have an e-bike yeah. and it's not that hard. And then I was like, I got one, like just things that always, you can elevate everything you do. Like there's always something nicer you can do or something better or something. And that should be every aspect of life. You should always be saying, how do we get this better? How do we make, yeah. how do we improve this? Or how do we do more? Like that should be the, with everything, with relationships, with work, with friends. It should never settle for like, this is where we are and this is as good as it's going to be. Like, wouldn't you rather always be like, oh, I could take this girl out for dinner and do this and then I could take her to the movies and then we could do this and like maybe we'll do this and then it just snowballs into better things. Or if like I'm on the podcast and you like you do this and that and just everything can be built on and can be Mm. improved on and that's like what I'm just seeing with life now. Everything, every aspect of it can be improved in some way and it's up to you to do it and like make it happen. That's why I love uh, ASAP, like ASAP Rocky. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's literally what ASAP stands for always strive and prosper yeah and it's like you're right like you can put your fucking foot on the gas with everything yeah like you can put your foot on the gas with fucking gardening or cleaning your house or and you, you feel know, better like you doing do, it yeah like well, that's what we're spoke like we're like task orientated mm. beings that get a lot from solving problems yeah so it's like fuck fine so it just starts like that's one thing dude that 
I've got we've got this new segment oh fucking new segment drop <laughs> I haven't even told anyone about it we need some sound effects coming <laughs> in we need a bomb going off um, yeah so we're gonna do a new segment called Gypsy Gang News yeah and it's gonna be um, like a it'll probably you know, I want it to be daily so it'll be like a minute worth or two minutes every day yeah. of like news clips but it's about because we're over 100 episodes of the podcast how many are you actually up to 100 and something <laughs> 104 103 oh just oh, you yeah, just cracked yeah, it, cracked yeah. It, yeah. like yeah. just cracked 100 yeah. but it's like that's 100 really cool fucking people or yeah. like well it'd be a little bit less because it'd repeat yeah, yeah, guests yeah, but yeah, yeah. so like I want to do this news segment where it's like after this it's like i'll report on your first race yeah. so it's like you know dean lucas fucking crashes brains out at world champs yeah. fucking kook yeah and, but you know so it's like that sort of thing but it, dude it's been in the works for so long and i've got like music that i needed to get done for it like so there's going to be actually like its own it'll have like its own music and it'll have uh like a graphics package so it'll look got, fucking got really cool out. i'm glad we're dropping this on this one because i yeah, think I it, if people weren't pumped already now they get real pumped <laughs> but like so, we're lifting it make it how do you make things better exact, that's what i mean well, and that's what i'm saying like this is my my thing but the problem is, is like i've kind of avoided it because yeah. there is a bit of work but yesterday so i had essentially three emails the yeah. first email is for the my graphic designer to do the logo the second email was for the motion graphics chick to do the motion graphics mm-hmm. and then the third email was to my homie bricks who's going to do the music yeah and it's like that's three things that's been on my mind it's something i want to produce it's yeah. this thing that i want to make and it's like i just three emails have fucking that's stalled it, it yeah. out so yesterday i just did all i was like i'm fucking if i do one thing today it's all these three emails and i got them all done i felt i felt way <laughs> so better good, like yeah. i solved a problem i've got something going i got replies to everything and now the ball is rolling like yeah. people are working on that thing Dude, this is this is exactly what i mean when i'm like like you've got you've got all these it's dreams in your head thoughts in your head and everything and that's why i got this, I got this tattoo and it's this as a quote that said um vision without action is merely a dream action without vision is just passing the time and yeah. then vision with action can change the world and like that doesn't have to be broad as like you actually change the world but you can change your, your world. Own if world, you have yeah. a dream and you tell yourself more than once or twice if it's just constantly there do it like yeah. just fucking do it grab it and do it like that's the thing i just want to get across because like once this is done once you've got all your friends and you've organized everything and you've built it and it's a thing and we, i get to watch it and obviously you're going to get so much out of it because everyone else is getting so much out of it as well. like it's you've made something yeah and that's how like every sh- everything should be if you've got an idea in your head put it into reality make it into a thing and that's like I feel like that's that's all I want to get. Yeah, like just yeah. that's what you need to get across to people because like I'd always talk about how I missed my old van and I loved it. And I should get a new van. Yeah. I just always talked about it, but I never did it. And then as soon as I did it, man, so happy because it's like you just reinforce it in your brain. That's what you want to do, and you're yeah. always doing it. But you just like you said, you find, like three emails. Yeah, but you don't do it. But why? You know, we're saying like you go for a swim. You know, you feel better. Yeah, like that's exactly the same thing. You talk about emails. You do we're it. You just, feel better. We just got resistance, man. Like there's something you know it's something i'm trying to read a lot more about and like really learn about because i feel like that's the one thing that's just like crippled all of my potential that i've had as a as a like well even as a kid you know is just like you just met with this resistance and then you're like like the reasons you tell yourself why you shouldn't do something yeah even though it's something you really want to do yeah and it's like why do we have that resistance yeah and And how do we how do we overcome it and it's like at the moment i'm just i'm just going like fuck i just have to do it i have to do it i think a bit of it is like i was talking to my uncle well i was talking to glenn about it jacobs <laughs> yeah. and he was in here the other day because he's like oh 
there was the first time he's seen the studio he was like i'm so fucking proud of you man like he was like literally like so happy he was like yeah. hugging me and shit and he's just yeah. like just from standing in the room yeah he's like this is amazing like you've done so good and he's like i think it honestly was like he probably wouldn't admit it but i think it was this thing where he was almost like finally yeah finally he's done it he's done what he's done said. something that like this is your potential like you you're living up to something that, yeah like this is a, a great thing and i'm sure he probably would have pushed you into like if you talked to him about it i'm sure he would have been someone that oh he always has with has all been, my ideas yeah has been behind it yeah so it's like if you've done it that's like such like that's like a big thing for him that he because he probably feels in a way that he's helped make this a reality mm. which he obviously has because he would have said kind words and like yeah like supportive words towards it and all that dude that just i think that brings down you know how he put up these barriers other people's contribution to that they chip away at it they're the mm. ones that chip away at like if you say i want to be world champion or i want to go to brazil or i want to do anything and then you get reinforcement from all your friends saying yes you should do that blah blah, blah that chips away at the doubt and that gets rid of it but you might get one person that says you're an idiot for trying that and that just fucking that yeah it brings pres- you back brings down. the wall back up I'm like no i'm not doing it so it's yeah. like but the thing is you shouldn't get that you sh- like you should just the thing that I'm trying to do now is I don't really care what anyone thinks I should do or wants me to do or doesn't want me to do. I just have to look in myself and be like, I want to do this for these reasons. I believe them. I've thought about this very hard and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then if I tell someone and they don't like it, eh. Yeah. Like I've already come to the conclusion. So I've already, I've already read the, seen the ending. I know what's going to happen. So I don't really care yeah. about these other, other things, but yeah man it's like like you say it's 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 how you get rid of those walls yeah and it is a hard thing to do like i'm not saying i'm i know exactly what to do i'm just saying i've gotten a lot better at it recently they're breaking them down but that's the thing is like you'll never really know like even that's like taylor with his ice bath thing it's like when you fucking you like look at him and he's sitting in there and he looks all calm it's like you just think like man fucking guy like he can just do it i hate doing that yeah. i fucking i'm so cold when i get in the ice bars and mm. i struggle like i say that i'm like i struggle so hard and you look at taylor but it's like you don't look at him like you look at him and you think he's not struggling no he's no. struggling he's just still fucking doing it yeah and just fighting through it like in his own head obviously in his mind he's dealing, it's like it he's, never gets easier he's still yeah it exactly. never gets better it's like you just get better at dealing with it yeah exactly i feel like that's everything like i hate when people will look at like a professional athlete of any sort and they'll be like oh he's got it easy like imagine lebron james he trains so hard he, Dude, he spends like four million dollars a year on physios for himself <laughs> it's like it's something fucking crazy i'll try and find bring that it out. Out. but that's what i mean man like everyone like imagine michael jordan it's like they, everyone said first in the gym last out every 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 time and it's just like that's like have you seen that there's a, there's a picture of um J- james is said to spend seven figures a year one report saying 1.5 million dollars to take care of his body that covers a cost from his home gym trainers massage therapists ch- uh, chefs appliances and more yeah honestly i thought so it could that be, is committed as fuck and it's probably even more than that because obviously they're not going to get everything but yeah so it's like you look you at spend a that on your body but that's what i mean man like you like that's you, not you, easy yeah yeah and you and you obviously you've got to find the right physios you've got to do the research you've got to do all this stuff but people just don't even think about and it and then you've got to do the work when the physio is in the fucking room <laughs> yeah you know you've got to like lay on the table go through the pain of getting mad. like yeah. the kind of massages that LeBron James is getting aren't fucking <laughs> fun so soothing yeah you know <laughs> like a little he, Asian lady on your back telling yeah. you whispering in your ear yeah he's like getting fucking work done you know yeah that's man that's like I can't imagine how anyone could see anyone as being the best in the world at anything 
and being like, oh, I got it easy. Mm. Like, no matter if you were playing ping pong, like, well, that's probably an example because that's crazy. Hard. But like, even the simplest thing, like being a dart thrower, yeah, or like being a world champion dart thrower, you've probably got to get up and throw darts eight hours a day. Now, I'm not saying like that's like it's just, there's a challenge yeah. to it. You've got to pr- put yourself into it, and you've got to be committed to it for like large amounts of time. Like I started racing bikes when I was 12 years old and I'm 24 now and it's just like all that time has been building me up to this point and then it's like other people um, it's like I wasn't getting paid until I was like what 22 or 21 or something but I started racing because I was like 10 years mm. if you went to university for 10 years and then you might not even get a degree yeah like you might just be like oh no nah, you, didn't, you didn't make the cut sorry yeah, which plenty of, it happens to plenty Fuck of people yeah, so many people way more than it have people yes. don't have contracts and yes do. so it happens to a lot of people but some people are lucky like myself but it's just like i've worked for 10 years to get something that's like not even like what you'd be getting paid if you got a uni degree and it's just like how is that easy how do you like and mm. then i'm sure for basketballers it's like it's way more of a larger field so there's more people that want to try and do it and it just it's just it's just i just don't understand how people view it as being easy or like they've got they've got it good or whatever like well, i they think work it's because it's people like they'll go fuck yeah i want to be lebron james and then yeah. they go play one game of pickup basketball and then they get their ass kicked and they're like oh this is fucking like this is hard for me i can't do this yeah so then they expect that somebody that does do it it must be easy for them yeah because their experience is hard and they know oh i could never make it so they just stop. Yeah, they think LeBron James came out of his mother dribbling a basketball and he was just like, oh, he's got this special talent. Yeah. And it's just like, no, you work fucking real hard and you need to constantly work. Like, that's the thing. It doesn't stop. It's like, if you want to be the best in the world you don't at basketball, do you think LeBron James go, hey, I'm going to stop playing basketball for a year and come mm. back and still be where I'm at? It's just constantly working on it. But once, like, obviously for him, he obviously loves it and it's <laughs> something that, like, he's found that he loves. So it's like, it is easy in that regard because it's not, it's not work. It's yeah. It's easy because like the reason that you're doing it, it's like the so you're for, doing yeah, it for the right the right reason. reason yeah. yeah. So the feeling that's like everyone. People try and do stuff they don't truly love. And yeah. They're never gonna be the best at it because and that's what I'm saying before how I found this love for racing again, and I'm doing better because of it. And it's just like, it's crazy. Like you, you're never gonna be the best at anything in the world if you don't generally love it. And the fact that I've love it again is like, like that's the biggest battle we've, we've crossed that now all I need to do is yeah. like everything else that goes along with that it's easy to in sports that um, like you look at Ken Roxon like he gets paid millions of dollars yeah so it's like and basketball and Tom Brady and you see those guys like mm. it's kind of easy to see um, like the appeal to doing it yeah and it's like oh well I guess like if I work my ass off I'll make millions of dollars but you look at like downhill is a pretty good example like the dudes at the top i guess they're making pretty good money these days yeah but like in jiu-jitsu terms like you look at that like for how hard it is to me to just train for a week like by thursday i can barely get out of bed yeah for what like, that's you know for no really no like there's no financial gain there's yeah. no it, like i just enjoy it and then i look at a guy like the best dude in the sport in jiu-jitsu is gordon ryan yeah and he's like a 24 year old kid from new york and it's like that dude still he doesn't make that much money mm. he has to get he goes from like jersey or whatever to um new york city yeah it's a two-hour trip he stays there trains all more like all day through the morning then he goes another two-hour trip back to new jersey then he does more sessions at night and then he goes home and he sleeps and then he gets up and he does it all again yeah so for this dude to love it hey? yeah 
and it's like that's the that's, that's it. what it takes like it just it takes that shit and he if he was getting paid millions of dollars like it he'd probably fucking move to New York so he didn't have to do that. But it's yeah, like, yeah, he'd yeah. still he'd do still the same it. thing. That's like you see um, or you hear about billionaires or millionaires or whatever, they don't stop working. They do it because that's their thing. Yeah. They found what they love to do and like they could just be on a beach drinking like pina coladas and doing fuck all, but that's, not that, that, that's not what the feels good. And it's like, it feels good like making money, being successful, like doing all that stuff. And then obviously for the, uh, what was his name again? Who's that? The jiu-jitsu guy. Oh, like Gordon Ryan. Yeah, yeah. like that's obviously his thing. He yeah. just, like that's what he wants to do and he gets so much out of it. So it's like, it doesn't really matter. That, like that's, he's got his thing. Yeah. But that's like what people don't, I don't know, they don't find their thing. Yeah. They don't know what their thing is. It's fucking hard though. Like, I don't know whether everybody can be that guy. I don't, I don't know. Like, no, maybe I'm, everyone... con- I'm convinced that everyone has more than they think inside of them. I if, definitely if, think that If too. they, like if they actually like just I was going to say pick something that you kind of want to do and yeah. then put a year into that and just see where you go yeah like just even not a year six months and just have two hours a day or an hour a day or something yeah. small amount and then pursue that like if it's like learning French or like learning how to dance yeah. or play basketball yeah. or something and just 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 even a week like 10 minutes a week or something or an hour like just a small amount of time but consistently do it yeah for an amount of time that you don't think you could probably oh, do the average person could get really fucking good at anything yeah that's the anything. thing i don't know that the ev- everybody could be like like bruni or fucking <sighs> no see you know. i'm that's the thing i reckon you, so can. you reckon you i reckon can? you can 100 yeah. percent. i have faith in in everyone everyone's the same man everyone comes out the same and thinks yeah. the same it's what what you put into that person's head what you fill like that jar up with is how they can do it but like I told you before, man, I was like, in, I I never thought I'd, like, I wanted to be here, but like, what's different to me and another kid? Like, yeah, I feel like with, um, I feel like, yeah, I just got the, no, I, I literally think everyone can do whatever they really want. If they really invest, it's how much you want it. It's yeah. how much you truly want it and why you want it. I think once you sort those two things out and you've got that drive, you can do most things. Like realistically, you can put, if you put your mind to it and yeah. you invest and you truly believe in it, you, I'm 100% you can do what you want. I reckon that with the um, be interesting to get your like take on this because I think that there's with athletes that go fast like there's definitely a thing that I think there's genetically something different like when you um, so like James Stewart and me yeah going into the same turn like he's gonna hit the brakes 30 40 meters further into the corner yeah but he'll he'll have the same feeling as me like fuck i need to hit the brakes like you know yeah. that feeling where you just grab him yeah so but i think guys like that they just get it further down the road so there's something that's going on in their brain where they just don't get that urge to hit the brakes in the same way that i do yeah i think i honestly just think that just comes down to just repetition just yeah. constant repetition because you think how many times it's just repetition and then a bit of confidence and then a bit of just like the unknown. Yeah. I know I do that when I like, like, um, for example, when I like had my world's run that I was showing you guys today, like I just came into sections and like practiced all week, practice all week. But then you just, in my race run, I just pushed that little bit harder. Like yeah. I went outside of my comfort zone and I think that's what, that's what makes you improve yourself is just putting yourself outside that comfort zone. And dude, like I remember being at um worlds and i remember in the morning i just felt really good and then literally my last practice run i'm like i'm, I'm feeling so good i can i can win this thing like in my head i put that thought into my head 
And then in my race run for finals, I was like, just, just excited again. I was like, I'm so keen to do this. Like, I'm really excited to do this. And I just like went all out at the top and I just literally just, like you say, off the brakes a bit later, came into sections hotter than I had before. And it was just paying off, man. I was like, it's just working, but mm. you got to like, you don't, I didn't know. I just literally went in, I jumped into sections and I just, I know I didn't break where I'd normally break. I braked later and I went further and it was just working. And dude, it was crazy. Like I was on such a high in that run. And then when I looked back and saw I was the fastest at the first split, I was like, that makes sense. That like, I was like, out of, like not out, of, not, I wouldn't say out of control, just out of my comfort zone. And it was working. And man, I was on such a high. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Even when I crashed in that run, I got to the bottom and I wasn't even, I wasn't angry. I was so content with like, I'm so happy that I literally just put everything I had into that run. It didn't pay off, but I was on such a high still that I'm like, I gave it everything. And I like had these feelings that are like, I lived like, I'd like, yeah, it's funny. Cause I talked to Loic at, um, West Virginia the week later at snowshoe. And I went up to him and I was like, Oh, congrats on the win and all that. We're talking. And I was like, I it came off about how he felt. And he said, yeah, he pushed outside of his comfort zone and obviously it paid off for him and he won that I had the exact same feeling as him and he won and I crashed and got whatever yeah. but like <laughs> you both felt as good as each yeah, other yeah we almost. felt like yeah. and that's like that's how people like I, that's what I mean you can't break down a crash and take away from all this all this good energy and good things that you I felt I like what you said with that when you said that you can't like just because you might not win or you might not have um, got the result that you wanted like you should still be happy oh, with like dude. all the rest of it like that you're around good people you're yeah. in your team you had fans cheering you on and you know it's just like, a good take scenario away the appro- yeah. like take away what you can out of the situation yeah that I mean that three that three minutes shouldn't determine whether you you're happy or sad because the rest of you, my week was so good and the fact that i like did i haven't felt like that in a race run almost like rare occasions i've felt like i've pushed that hard and felt like that do you think you could channel that now i i hope that's why i want to talk with taylor and that and try and work out ways around that because if i can get in that zone and just be in that zone and go like that i honestly am convinced i could be one of the fastest guys like i i feel like generally if i can get in that zone do it like i was first man i did i was did it for a minute all i gotta do is do it for another four minutes and we're fucking there but that's what i'm trying to work out if i can work that out which i'm trying i'm like want to push towards it i think i'm on the right direction but i think that'd be so cool but you know, I just want to yeah get those feelings and but the coolest thing how I was saying like Luke won I crashed crashed and burned and got last but we had the same feeling yeah and that's what I want to get across to people you don't have to win a world championship to feel that unknown excited everything feeling I felt that like obviously if I won I would have enhanced it and got even more but I was like hey I crashed and I still got it it's, yeah it's cool cool experience love man my dad came and watched that was awesome like. I remember he came up to me afterwards and he's like, oh, buddy, and like tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, that was cool, wasn't it? Like, I was, and I was like, I was excited. And That's then pretty he, sick, man. And then he was like, like everyone was, they, they didn't understand my reaction. They didn't, they couldn't comprehend that I was like, oh, but they obviously didn't feel what I felt. So yeah. I don't understand, I don't, they're just like surprised. And when you surprise people like that, it's, it's cool. If you do something to someone and they're generally shocked by it, and that's what I mean, I changed, like he came up to me sad and whatever. And I just straight away changed it to happy and excited. I get like, that's what I mean. Like why put these shit feelings into each other? Why not just channel good shit all the time? And I know there's times when you're going to be down and like, you can't help it or whatever, but just try and get through that the best you can and then work out ways to get better. But see, I've always kind of been doing this stuff, but I've never really understand. I haven't been able to get it across to people properly until quite recently where I feel like 
like I tell you, I fe- this is my this is my purpose. This is my thing. Yeah. And now that I feel like I found it, all these other things I've done in the past, are like oh, that makes sense, and yeah. that makes sense because of that. Like I've been. You do have those moments though, where you have like that insane, like clarity. Clar- and yeah. You take it like as weird as it sounds. I I it was that fucking. This is sound like the shittest story. Oh, where are we gonna start here? Uh, it was X Games after party. <laughs> This, so this like, is only up from here. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's like that you wouldn't think like that would be this profound experience. But I did like a lot of MDMA that <laughs> night. And I had that'll, like, that'll do it. But I really like I legit, no, no. I legit had something that I took away forever. Like I, I was. But that's the thing. And then people, even I kind of did it then, but people would be like, oh, that's because you did MD. And they like, they attack it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I kind of, like, I did it then like kind of jokingly, but like you've just told me you've had this experience that like life changing and like so positive and good and then everyone's reaction to that is like to attack it and say why and they know better and whatever where what you need to do is take that and be like fuck yeah man that is fucking awesome that you've gotten your mind or your body or everything together to this point of like pure bliss or happiness or like euphoric oh dude it was just a crazy like it was just a crazy thing because i was just with good like i was with sam i was with like all my mates and then i did that and then the like the music was awesome and it was like a combination it's not it's not it's not one thing yeah everything together everything come together and it was just like so fun i saw harley like who i hadn't seen harley in ages and then like we were fucking partying and dancing and like everything it just like everything felt I just got like a new yeah. appreciation for everything. And it's yeah. like, obviously, yeah, fucking you're on drugs, bro. It feels, it feels good. Yeah, like that's yeah. what it's supposed to be. But it's like, it almost is like, I just didn't, I, I changed how I thought about it. I wasn't like, you're happy because of this. Or no, it's like, just, it's just the drugs gave you this. I was like, no, this feeling just exists. Yeah. It's different. Like this, it's, a different it's a different exists. feeling. Yeah. It's just like literally a level up. And then once you're there, you're just like, holy and that shit. That could like, be what you found with that race run. Yeah, so it's like you're like, oh, this feeling, diff- this yeah, feeling exists now. Like I can channel this like energy or whatever oh, it is. It's crazy to explain to people that there are new feelings. Yeah, like because I didn't know there was new feelings. Like I know, like you feel certain things, but never to this extent. Yeah, and then when you feel it, you just like, like I said, I felt it, and now it's literally, like, I would, I could feel this good, and then I felt this good. And now I've kind of always feel this good. Like it's it's brought the two closer together. Yeah. Like it's like I'm not quite I'm not that happy all the time, but it's been my standard happiness up to this point. And I feel like if you do something else like that, it'll bring it up and just keep bringing it up and up and up. Yeah. And like like yeah, just keep growing and making it better. That's what I mean. Like when you're talking about doing this um, new series thing, and I had the party, and it's just like if you can build things and do things in your life and bring people together and all this stuff, that's just gonna keep leveling up your happiness. Yeah. Because you know how you said you had all good people around you. When I had my birthday, I had a friend from Newcastle. The one I was talking to you before, how like we had really good chats. Yeah, yeah. And then I had a really close friend from um, from back where I live. So one's young Eath, one's Harry Jones if they're listening they're probably gonna love it but anyway <laughs> like I really like the two guys and I just know they're like they'll get they, they'll get along I just know they're like they're like peas in a pod they're yeah, per- yeah, perfect together but they never see each other Yeah. and I remember like the party was going on and I came back to my van I opened the door and they were just both like sitting there with a heap of other people but they were sitting in there together and I just saw them chatting having a good time and man I was like overwhelmed with happiness that like I made that happen I got these two people that I know are going to have such a good time together yeah. and just be positive and good energy and all this shit and I was like I brought that together I made that happen and then you know say so I get the hundred bucks back like I got like a thousand dollars back then like that was that was what I want to do and I like literally joked about it. like I feel like I found my new meaning and then I'm like 
this is my meaning. This is what I want to do. This makes me the happiest. Yeah. Like you think if I buy, like if I go to Europe or something or see a cool sunset or like buy a motorbike or do all this stuff, you think like possessions and all these other yeah. things. Like it's almost like junk food highs. Mm. It's just like a quick hit of feeling good. You buy clothes, like you feel a little bit better, but it goes away. Yeah. You like, you do stuff like that. It's literally like the same as eating junk food. You feel good for a little bit and then it slowly goes away. You don't feel, you don't have to feel bad about it, but you don't, you just, it's gone. It's irrelevant. But like bringing those people together and giving them a good time that just hangs around that doesn't mm. that never leaves that's always there and that's like anything if you like i meet new people and like it's just always there it's a good experience it's a good experience in their life it's a good experience in mine it just hangs around there and that's all i'm trying to do now is like have more and more of those experiences that yeah. just to make them feel better make me feel better just i don't know that's that's just it now that's all i it's so funny that even talking about it now, I feel like I can get it across so much better. Like I've yeah. always kind of thought about it, but now like I just really feel like I can present myself how I feel better. Yeah. Because I'll talk to close friends of mine and they just, they, they don't know how to get feelings across, which I struggled with as well. Like I've got some close friends when like you start talking about something like that and they'll, they'll just go quiet, but they just don't know. Like there's like they're not they're not angry or sad yeah. or anything. They just don't know how to put their feelings into words. Yeah. And I struggled with that for ages up until like literally recently. And now all I try and do is like just start talking to them, tell them how I feel, and that no, normally that can kind of open them up a bit, and yeah. you, and you get an idea about how they're feeling. But dude, it's it's like it's not easy. It's not like an easy thing. Like literally bringing up your yeah, true, your true it's fear. Vulnerability, right? Yeah. yeah. And you don't know how like you're gonna react or they're like it's just unknown and. I think the scariest thing for them, because imagine if you said something to them they were really like didn't want to talk about and then you shut it down or you said something, that just reinforces that negativity. Yeah. And yeah. that's why, you know how I talked about my suicide thing when I was a kid, like I was so ashamed of that. I didn't, yeah. I couldn't tell, I didn't, only my parents knew and like close family members. When was the first time you talked about that to somebody? Oh, I think maybe I talked about it with friends from school uh, one time and it was just like, just, just brought it up and like talked about it, but not really... Didn't How do, did people react to it? Just not not badly or anything. They were kind of just a bit like shocked. Surprised. Shocked, yeah, because I was like, I am who I am now. Like, I'm just a happy-go-lucky guy. So I think for people to see someone that is so excited on life, they never, that's what I mean, they never would, would think I was that sad. Mm. But I feel like most people that like have a really happy-go-lucky people probably had something in their life like that. Like, you just don't know. Mm. But it wasn't till quite recently when... I was like openly talking about it because I started openly talking about it with my friends and I didn't know how they were going to react. Most people, literally, most people like give me a hug and stuff and I'm like, I don't know if they think I'm still sad or something, but I'm like, no, like I'm saying this yeah. to like complete opposite. Like I'm so open about this now because I am so happy and I feel like I can use this as a tool to help other people. Like that's, I feel like if, that's what I mean, if people can see someone that was like that and then changed, that might change them in a way and that's all I want to do. But it's just, I dude, I honestly have no idea why, um, I'm so like I'm so I just want to get this message across but I do I feel like I just want to help people and I want people to just see, see it in that light and see that like not not everyone is how you thought they started off or, yeah. or whatever well I think that shit is important like even um you know we've had a bunch of people that have come on the show and said that they've you know they've had those sort of struggles and it's like you always get messages from people that are like it's so fucking cool to know that somebody that's yeah done so much and has this perfect life mm. also has those struggles because i think it makes like no one can see inside your brain hey yeah like, because there's nothing worse than like struggling and then you see people and you look up to people 
and then you think that they they're be- they're like that because they don't yeah. have the problems but yeah. it's like no they still have the problems like there is hope for mm. you to have these problems and have these thoughts and still achieve what you want to achieve mm. and i think i almost felt like i don't want to sound arrogant by saying like oh, i was there and now i'm here i'm like kind of like I'm, I'm i'm so much better or whatever like i yeah. felt like that was a part of no, it like i don't I think that's what's no no i know i've kind yeah. of thought i thought about it and that's why i was like no i don't think people are going to think that i think they'll generally be like okay like he's trying to make it a better thing but you look at someone like robbie williams he like happy happiest guy in the world he committed suicide like yeah imagine imagine who would pick that guy he'd be the last person on a list of people that commit suicide yeah but you don't know you don't know where his head's at you don't know what's well, happening that's like, yeah robin williams philip seymour hoffman like oh, so Ro- oh, sorry when i say robbie robin, uh, Ro- yeah robbie the same thing yeah sorry sorry. well actually there is a dude called robbie williams though. yeah there is a yeah. singer sorry <laughs> yeah no that's right robin williams yeah, yeah. sorry we clear that up <laughs> um but I think the biggest thing now is like you just need like that's what I want to tell to any kids listening to this like young kids if you said or happy like just talk to people like yeah. literally talk to your parents talk to your friends just get it known that like you're feeling the way you're feeling and then they can help you like see things different ways but just talk about it. like I just didn't talk about it. I was just sad I literally just locked it all in and I'm sure if I told my parents how sad I was and what was happening they probably would have put me in a new school earlier and like so what was it just bullying it was not even just like bullying. I was just I was just lonely. Hey, like I had literally no friends in my year. Like I had a girl that was kind of my friend, and then a guy. Like I was a small public school. Like yeah. it was a tiny little school. I was like, and then just like after school, it was like me and my brother and my parents, and we were like pretty remote area. So I just like I just be by myself a lot. I just yeah. be like a lonely kid. I wasn't that smart at school. I like struggled a lot. We like we didn't actually learn that much. So I always just felt like, yeah, I just didn't have that much to kind of give, and I just got to a point where I was like no i don't i don't want to do this anymore i'm sick of it just, do you remember that stage pretty well no not kind of not le- not so much leading into it i just remember those parts of it that was like i just i just hated school i didn't have any friends <laughs> i was getting like bullied a bit and then i just yeah it just felt lonely i felt really lonely i felt like i just didn't really have anyone and i'd made that myself by not talking to people yeah but it just that's how i felt but i just like to that point like if I I'm sure if I talked to people back then it would have probably worked like your out parents better. probably had no idea no like I, I think they thought I was yeah I was happy I think like they knew I was a bit like sad with certain things but I know after that happened like they would definitely like they did everything they could to make it better and it did like that was the thing and then if I talked to them I probably wouldn't even got to that point because mm. if I talked to them and told them how I actually felt I'm sure they could have pulled me out of school and changed schools and then maybe would have found right and all this stuff could have happened like it didn't because that's exactly what happened once they found out what I almost tried to do like that's when they like all the actions started happening yeah but I could have just prevented all that by just talking to them yeah and that's what like like if dude one sad kid out there just right now go talk to your mom go talk to your dad tell them why you're sad tell them what you th- like what why you're in this position or why or what you want to do to change it or how yeah. you think like just something just bring the conversation up like I know like some people like parents are like the kind of stand like it's hard to get emotion out yeah. of it. I'm sure if you especially can- like generational I feel like if you're a kid these days mm. your parents have probably you know if your parents are in their 30s or 40s yeah then it's like you they would have like lived through this generation you mm. know but like our parents generation I can definitely see why like I didn't think I could really talk to my dad about this kind of shit yeah like I will now um, but I but I think the world's changed. Like, there's less of a stigma around. Yeah, it's more. And like, even I was thinking the other day, like, 
fuck half the time this podcast is just dudes talking about their feelings and it's like that's not what i you know i wasn't like i'm gonna have a podcast where yeah, guys yeah, can talk about just, their feelings but like it's fucking super necessary yeah like people have like we all have feelings yeah. and you know like that's a that book that i'm reading at the moment that how to win friends and influence people it was written in the 30s and it's like it's still that, relevant yeah well the guy then he's like people want to understand like people want to understand human interactions like mm. because conversation and the ability to work together and the ability to get along in groups like the largest um i think like the largest primate group other than humans is like 150 people that's it 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 maxes out you Mm. can't there can't be i think that it's like a chimpanzee troop that has 150 um uh chimps in it yeah and it's like we live in cities with millions and millions of people so it's like and the one thing that we have that they don't is like a complex language yeah like we can talk we can converse we can have these deep conversations so it's like that literally like the fabric of our society is built on talking to people and it's like if you can't understand how to communicate what you're feeling the way you're interacting like then you're a fucking monkey like (laughs) you're just one of those monkeys that like isn't able to fucking live in society exactly and i hate when people say they're shy i'm like we're, everyone's shy and everyone's got anxiety like you know people like, oh, she's got anxiety and she's shy or he's got anxiety and he's shy and just like everybody has anxiety everyone has that it's called and, stress and then I was just like but you don't think if you maybe just because the thing I've learned I've listened to Joe Rogan and he did a thing with Dan Bolzerian where they just said he just started going up to people like girls and stuff and just start talking to them mm. and just like you get better at it I it's feel like, like Dan Bolzerian read the game at some point he probably did have you read the game I have not read it it's, it's actually that's like, worth reading but that's what I mean it's just like just go talk to people yeah. because like I said you, I might fail it might not but it's just like lifting weights you're going to get better at it yeah. it's like riding your bike you're going to get better at talking to people you're going to get better at it yeah. and that's why like I've started doing this small podcast myself and I travel around the world I'm, I'm always constantly meeting new people yeah. and that's obviously trained me into being better at conversing with people and you yeah. do this podcast and that's all you, it's your job is to talk to people yeah. so when I got the opportunity I can come talk to you I was like dude like it's it's just gonna be good and then yeah. and that's why I want to meet Taylor as well I'm like it's just gonna be a good thing like that's all I want to do now and when yeah. you gave me the opportunity I was like dude this like we we met off and just didn't stop talking straight away yeah and it's just like those are the kind of people I want to meet yeah the people are just like we're not just standing around fucking pulling our dicks doing doing nothing like yeah. it's just boring pointless conversation so I know I think. Yeah, if more people just learn how to talk and yeah. get their feelings across and, and listen, yeah, and listen as well, yeah. it's like once you can actually work that out, it's just it just life flows a lot better, and you attract better people, and it just all works. It just becomes a better thing. Have you, um, like, what made you start doing the podcast? And have you found like how many episodes do you reckon you would have done? I've done ten now. Yeah, I've done ten episodes. I started off actually. Me and Charlie Harrison were going to do like an after race, like. Because you know how, like, after basketball games, they have, like, a run-through of, like, the, um, like, how the match went and who was best player and, like, yeah, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. So, it was more just to be, like, Greg Minard, like, just talk <laughs> just talk about the weekend. Like, he got second, but I was, I'd be, like, oh, but he's coming back from injury and, like, talk, just literally an after, yeah, like, a talk yeah, show. Yeah, just, like, my, a debrief. Yeah, debrief, because no one does that. I was, like, yeah. that'd be cool. Like, no one does that. That'd be fun. I'm just, like, we get a heap of free time after races while we're going to the next race or, like, we just get a heap of downtime. So, I was, like, that'd be a cool thing. And then I started doing it. I went to do it at a race, but it was just hard because Charlie was on a different team. So I was kind of trying to constantly... What teams do you ride for? He rides for Trek. 
Oh, okay, and cool. I was on Scott. So I was trying to organize to meet up with him and then do it all. And it was just kind of, it was just too hard to kind of organize it all. Yeah. Because we have like, and then we we're going to try and get guests on as well and talk about how they're feeling and like kind of do that. So it was going to be more of a talk show than a podcast kind of thing. Even though I'm just going to record anyway. Anyway, we went to the first, I went to, it was in Leo Gang where I did my first one. I didn't even, I didn't even fucking record the first one. So I did Brooke McDonald. So awesome. I did, did Brooke McDonald. Oh, shout out to the homie. Yeah. Hopefully he's getting better. I've seen, I'm going to see him in a couple of weeks. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, Fuck he's it. going on the podcast. He is. Yeah, I'm oh, going. I'm going to his place. Fuck yeah, give him my love. He's fucking awesome. He's dude. a fucking G. That guy. Dude, he's yeah, solid dude. Dude, Shit. so he uh, he comes up because he's been listening to the podcast as well. Fuck all you mountain bike dudes listen it's to this, good, which dude, is it's weird. Good, it's a good thing. It's fucking <laughs> like him and Win and fucking all those boys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he come up to me and uh, it was pretty funny actually because I'm standing with Chad Reed <laughs> yeah. and then Brooks fucking lit. Yeah, uh, it's it was pretty, a, pretty standard procedure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was at the like the after party for Supercross. Yeah, yeah. And this dude like just starts beelining towards me and Chad and Chad's like, oh fuck, like thinking he's about to have like a full fan, you know, this yeah. dude's gonna fan out on him. Yeah. And then Brooks like, Gypsy, yeah. hey bro, fuck. And Chad's <laughs> just standing there like, Are you serious? Like Yeah, he's just being like, yeah. No, not you. Yeah. <laughs> but then and then I think Brooke was like, Holy fuck, oh Chad. Yeah, so he noticed we, him after. Yeah, so then we started talking and um but yeah, after that, I like because I I just knew who he was. Yeah, like because I, I follow the racing yeah, still. Yeah. And then um yeah, so then we started messaging and like all year I've been just chatting to him and like sort of which is cool like that's one of the reasons i like doing this shit with athletes because i'm not hardcore about downhill enough anymore to follow the racing every weekend yeah, and yeah. that but if i've got a horse in the race yeah like, you kinda, i can really enjoy it you get into it and a bit now more. yeah with you of all next year's world cups and even this year like i started like trying to watch your yeah, shit get more in, and get into it same with loik and troy like those dudes i'm like Fuck it definitely yeah. builds way more excitement into yeah. it when just like you know that guy from instagram but when you actually have a personal connection with something yep. you're like fuck i want that dude to do well i want to see how brooke goes and yeah i know what you mean but dude i was fucking devoed when i saw that crash and, oh man and but like th- it seems like he's coming back from it so strong yeah already. dude I, he's just literally from the get-go he's just been full recovery mode but i think the biggest thing that scared everyone with that was that he's like viewed as the strongest toughest the guy bulldog, yeah literally the bulldog and he got to the point dude we got told when i was going up for practice on um saturday morning all we heard in the pits was brooks crash he can't feel his legs and we in practice just continued and we had to ride around where he was crashed and just keep riding the track really and like imagine that going on in your head you're one of your close friends might be a fucking paraplegic and you've just got to go throw yourself down this mountain like shit like that when people say you've got the easiest job in the world I'm like when do you have to deal with that shit in your job like I'm saying like that stuff is like just think like yeah. me- how mentally draining something like dude imagine oh yeah i'm like i'm literally at world champs i want to win this i'm gonna still be going hard as and your mates laying on the side of the hill his legs don't work yeah like they're the different it was a bad crash it was too, so bad. no it? you don't even understand how high that is and really? it was straight to his head it was it's like three meters high and literally straight to his head he is a tough cunt eh? oh dude he's i'm like and then people are telling me they're like oh do you reckon he's gonna come back and race and be all good i'm like fuck like, yeah fuck yes yeah 100 percent he will dude he's like he's literally a bulldog fucking tough as fuck tough as nails but i think yeah like you know one crazy. thing that's funny i thought the other day i was like kind of cunty but i'm like fucking brooks still has bigger calves than me like the cunt broke his fucking back and he still got, can't still, use his legs and he's like i'm l- watching him like in all his re like i yeah, watch yeah, all yeah, of his stories rehab stuff, yeah. his re- and i'm like looking at his legs i'm like 
Fuck, man. This guy's so gnarly. He, breaks, solid his, as, he yeah. breaks his back and his legs are it's, still bigger than mine. I'm like, this cunt would st- right now in physio if we got on a fucking a cycle bike or something. Still like, he's probably her. still going to kick the fuck out of me. Beat an ass king competition oh, every dude. day of the week. Yeah, he's such a savage. Oh, but yeah, I'm like super stoked to see him. I'm seeing Wynn when I'm over there as well. Perfect. So, dude, just like, that's what I mean. There's so many good people in this, yeah. in, in this industry. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy to think. Like, I've got so many close friends from mountain biking, but it's just like everyone's solid. Yeah. Like, everyone's just good. And I think we're all solid towards each other because it's not the direct competition. Contact, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's just good vibes and just yeah just, is just that friends. what it's is like on a world cup weekend like everyone's like like really close pretty much they call it's funny i'm just like a bad smell hey i just float around the pits and i always say it's like um it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for team rumors because like they always do a vi- thing on vinyl and pink uh, bike about team rumors yeah but dude i literally like i hang out the trek pits i hang out the mondraker pits i hang out the syndicate pits like i just float around because i like i'm friends with all these guys yeah. but like everyone gets along but not everyone kind of like not everyone's yeah. just like if I, dude, I hang out with the media guys like at the last round I went and got like a media vest on and took photos and one of the photographers said can you because he wanted to go on he, his team won the overall for like team yeah, yeah. Out. so he's like oh can I go up on the um the podium and can you take photos for me really? so I just took for like and that's just what I want to do hey like I'm just into that but then um people like just pe- I don't know just people aren't like that and then the media guys are like why like why are you like this like why do you like do this i'm like man i don't know i just like to do it it's just just i like it i like people i like to float around but yeah it is, it is funny man because i literally i can't wait for like team rumors because i'll be like like you might as well not even put, put me on there because i'm just gonna be like yeah you're like, just the whore that's yeah I'm just, yeah pit. yeah i'm the fucking whore at the party i'm with everyone but <laughs> i think that's a cool mentality to have yeah and, fuck and, and cool yeah to be like Especially yeah. because, like, the racing part of it's not going to last forever, bro. No, and I still want to be friends with all these people yeah. after we're done. You look at some people, like, especially in moto, um, and they will, like, alienate people, and they'll, like... Yeah. Like, dude, Davey Millsass is, like, the biggest fuckwit <laughs> that I've, like, had to deal with. Really? Like, I just couldn't... And, I mean, he might be a nice guy, and I've had a punch of people tell me that he's a nice guy, but, like, every interaction I had with him was just a punish. And yeah. I'm, like... If we went to the pits right now and I saw him, I'm going to have nothing for that dude. Yeah. Like, literally nothing. That's what I mean. You don't race anymore, bro. Yeah. Like, you just... Because you're a kook when you raced... Yeah. Then, like... And if it's... It's not just me. Like, a bunch of people were like in our film world we're just like yeah he's the just, worst dude to work with just don't do it yeah, yeah. that's when run from that guy yeah, run yeah distance and I, yourself and then it's like but it doesn't pay off for him long term no nah. so it's like to be the guy that like everyone's pumped on is dude that's the thing i was talking like to, cole Sealy. yeah everyone just likes retires him. and everyone's like fuck don't leave dude you yeah know? i said to someone at the end of the season or that's not about next year and i said i'd rather be the most liked person in the world cup than the fastest yeah and i'm like i still I feel like I'd rather be that. Imagine being the guy that everyone loves there and just wants to see do well. Look at look at Valentino Rossi. Valentino Rossi. He's fucking adored by yes. everyone. He, when was the last time he won a race? Like I think it's been a while, but he's still everyone goes there to see him. Yeah. He's the fucking man. And that's worth so much more than a race win, really. And I know he's got there by winning races, obviously, but yeah. Dude, I would love to be racing World Cups and just be like the fan favorite. Eh? That'd be so fucking cool. Yeah. And it's like you got the ability to do that. You make the, yeah, that's on you. That's like, all. That's your no, reactions. You, yeah. It's your world. You can spin it and twist it and sell it however you want. But that's completely on you. That's like fucking Ricardo, dude. Yeah. Daniel Ricardo is like the most popular dude in Formula One. Yeah. And he wins fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> He's it. the man though. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, dude, there was a there was a race. Um, 
I had such such an iconic race. It's when Sam Hill was going to win in the wet at um, in where was it? Um, it was in Champery. Yeah. At rain, he came down the wet, and the person that won was Maddie Lekin. I can't say his last oh, name. Oh, Leah Conan. Leah Conan, yes, yeah. I say it. Um, Fuck, I did not know where I pulled that from. That was good, though. I like that. <laughs> but anyway, like he won the race, but Sam came down, and like everyone was like, it's when everyone loved Sam, and he came down, he was going to win, everyone was excited. Dude, Maddie had to push around a crowd of people to go shake Sam Hill's hand. He didn't win that race. That's yeah. what I mean. The effect you have on people far outweighs a fucking bit of paper with your name on the top. And no one remembers that race for Maddie when they remember that's the one that Sam was going to win. And like, but that's what, like people get this hot, like you've got to be number one. You got to do that. But it's like, no, if you can present yourself and get like truly fans to like you and like be part of them and like give back to them and all that, like that's, yeah. that's worth so much more, man. Dude, the, in uh, the ADCC, so like the Jiu Jitsu yeah. World Cup, this dude, he's been on the podcast before. He's, he's like one of my fucking idols in yeah. life, just from knowing him personally and as like an athlete. Do you reckon it's weird when you, when an idol becomes a friend? Is that a weird thing for you? Because that was weird as fuck for me. <laughs> I feel like it sort of is, but I feel like, for whatever reason, like that's what's let me do this job in a way. Yeah, I feel like you- I don't get that with people really ever. Yeah, like I'm fucking hanging around. Like the other day, I was I took some weed to schoolboy Q, <laughs> and like because he's friends with a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. Just- and then so we're just there, and like I don't have the like that's fucking school. Like I think it's cool. But I, I've always yeah, you've had kind that, of just yeah, like you've always that had out. that gear. Yeah, I was but like- with Lockie though. Like there, there is he's so different to me mm. that. I've, I feel like I'm on my best behavior around him at times though because like I respect him a lot yeah. and I know that he's different so I'm like look I got so much respect for this dude like even I posted a segment on the Instagram the other day and it was um, like me talking about Lockie and I was so even though like I knew he'd already listened to the podcast because yeah. he listens to a bunch of them yeah. and it's like I knew he listened to it and I was still like I just don't even know if I want to post this. Like, because if I haven't done this dude justice, like yeah. that's how much I sort of like, yeah, yeah. like look up to him. But him at the, like at the ADCC, so it's like the biggest event in the world. He got third in the um, open weight. Yes. So the dudes that he was fighting like 120 kilos and he was 77 kilos. Fuck. And he beat three of the best dudes in the world. And then he ended up getting third. But um, he was <laughs> like the fucking people's champ. Like yeah. everybody... The whole thing. This, he was the story of ADCC. The yeah. dude that won was that Gordon Ryan guy that yeah. I was talking about. But, that's like, thing. he's not this, like, lovable dude. He's, like, this guy that sort of is controversial. And it's, like, the fucking overwhelming, like, the, the people it. were like, that's our fucking guy. That's yeah. our champion. And really, end of the day, if you've got that. I would have felt amazing Yeah, to that's that the guy. thing. You've got that. It's, like, you're going you, you're gonna to win every race with like not win every race but like you in yourself you're going to win everything even if you're not the first person on a bit of paper yeah and that's the thing like and that's like with my podcast i do and coming on here i want to get across to people that like like i feel this when i do these things and like because it's dude, it's hard to get across to people like yeah, it's hard, especially if i write something on instagram like a little caption or whatever and put up a writing <laughs> photo people don't know who i am people yeah. just see this facade or whatever and this thing you're trying to make out and how much do you get across to someone on a instagram post like who you are or what you're about and all this other stuff like it's a hard thing i've 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 beyond me how to make it like oh yeah and you know what like when we're talking about that stuff today like when i meet people through this and like people come up to me and they're like oh i love the podcast blah 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 i always like that's what i was saying 
my thing is like fuck like what dude does this guy want me to be or what guy does he think i am yeah and i'm never really i've never had to think about that until recently yeah but with an athlete like you know you guys have fucking thousands and thousands of people that watch you and like look at your shit and it's like the every time you're like looking at an instagram post or you're watching an edit on vital where you're just fucking sending it and then yeah. you're on the podium it's like people are constructing their ideas view of, of yeah, you. yeah yeah so but it's not based in reality yeah and then it's like you write a three paragraph thing on instagram then they're constructing that yeah so it's like this constant construction thing, yeah. of what you are and this is funny because i i talk to people like friends at home and they'll say they like certain writers and i'll be like or don't like certain riders and I'd be like why and be like oh some rider came down he threw his goggles in the finish line yeah. and just cracked the shits and I was like and, and he's you don't, the and, nicest and, guy ever no but like but like, yeah they yeah, don't know they yeah. don't know that like, he, like but they just make this assumption yeah. and it's like that small thing and I'm so I've been guilty of that before and for that's sure what I mean, when you've got a lot of eyes on you little things change people's minds very quickly but yeah just like simple things like that so it's like you have got to be what is it consciously conscious of doing those yeah. things like you've got to actually be like okay i just had a shit race and i'm not going to come to the bottom and throw my helmet even though i want to yeah like, i'm like there's obviously a lot of motion involved but just like doing small things like dude i was trying to throw my goggles and stuff stuff like that like yeah. that gives me a high doing that and then people probably view that as a good thing so i'm yeah. like just do stuff like that like be more just be positive kind of thing but yeah it's like you say you might do an interview and you might say something wrong or like yeah like even if because I always I had like some motor races like in America and I'd be like oh I don't like him but then I think why don't I like him like yeah you don't even know him yeah I don't know him at all and everyone's like he's actually a really nice guy I'm like he doesn't come across like that on on Instagram or Facebook or when he's done interviews but like everyone else you've talked to that personally knows him says how cool he is and how good he is and I'm like it's hard to get that across but you're right though like that the podcast is so good for that like I literally got a message yesterday from a dude saying like hey i just found your podcast and i just listened to the one with chad reed uh i fucking can't stand chad reed i thought he's the biggest wanker ever and now i like really hope he races this year i really hope he gets Mm. right like because it's like you get to watch it you're like oh that guy is actually a good dude yeah because you can't fake three hours of a podcast. like you cannot act that whole time no you've got to like you know slip up at some point yeah but like like i've told you things that like no one would have known before and like I don't know if that's gonna make them look view me in a better or worse way or which whatever way, but that's me. That's me saying how I am, what I'm doing, why why I'm here. And it's like if you view that in a bad way, it's like you don't like me. You don't have to like me. Yeah. Like I'm not saying if you listen to this, you're gonna be like Dean Lucas is. The, I, I want to watch him race, or I want to do whatever. Like that's on you. You can do what you want. Yeah. But I'm saying this is me. I'm putting it out there, and I feel like it's just the best way to like. To, to get to know someone that you like well get to know someone you can't physically meet yeah this is like you understand their views and you understand what they want to do and blah 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 and it all kind of gets linked together yeah so you, like that's what I mean I, when I, before I even met you I had a pretty good understanding of who you were but I feel like it'd be harder for you to have an understanding of who I am yeah. through Instagram and Facebook yeah. like and, and Snapchat or whatever else kind of social media platform we'd work through yeah so it's just like yeah trying to get that out there that like what we speak on the podcast is us in like a deeper more real meaning did you find from the doing your podcast that like it helped with the fan interaction of like people going like damn like i didn't know this about you You yeah i definitely got and i love when i got feedback from it man it got to the point where like i was doing it through um races Mm. and i'd 
um, I had, I had have practice at World Cup and then afterwards I'd get my mic and go find people and do like a little podcast and stuff and then we'd have the race and I'd put the podcast up and people would be like, oh, good job on 7th or 10th or 16th or whatever. By the way, I'm really liking the podcast yeah. and I'd completely like not even reply to the good job on the result and then I'd dive into the podcast stuff because that was like, that was what excited me at the time. Like, I still love racing and that was good, but... I was like, you listen to the podcast, like that's me. Yeah. Like the race that you, you the racer, you don't know that. Like the race is just the race or whatever. The podcast is me. Yeah. And it's like everything on the podcast I'm saying is me. So if you like that, you like me. I'd rather talk about that. Like I don't want to say talk about me, but like yeah. talk about ideas. What you got out of it. Yeah. And what you thought was yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. And like what you want to hear and which one's your favorite episode and go from there. And yeah. like, you know, I get such a high whenever people reply, like send me messages saying they like, and then it just it just kept happening yeah because i got a thing now i want to get into public speaking at schools and stuff yeah um, i don't know how like i'm going to start off and i don't know when i'm going to do it but that's a goal i have now that's a goal in my mind that i probably will make reality i don't know when i'm going to do it but i want to like slowly ease into that but i feel like the all the podcast is is public speaking mm. you just your audience is all over the world on their phones or ipads or whatever they've got but it's public speaking it's you putting your ideas into people's heads and they're taken away from it just because we're not sitting in an arena or something doesn't change that fact at all mm. but i've been terrified of public speaking. i'm so terrified but then through racing and being on podiums and whatnot and just general conversation i've gotten better at it and like i had my brother's wedding speech the other day and i was terrified man like even though it's like all my family and loved ones and everything i'm still terrified yeah but, it's gnarly eh? but i did it and um <laughs> i got a video i'll show you later i don't know if you find it funny there's a lot of inside stuff but like everyone laughed and loved it and then people were constantly coming up to me afterwards saying oh you killed it you nailed it and all this stuff and that's like the whole thing about building something like i had it i knew what i had to do i built around i worked it because i was playing this for months i wrote it on the plane when i was racing flying over to world cups and i was like put effort into it and then it worked out it paid off and it made me feel good and then i was like if i could do that with kids or go to schools or whoever and like help i can just keep doing that i'm like why not if i get such a high out of that like being around people like getting positive energy out of people and doing stuff like that because dude that's like everyone always asks me like what are you going to do once racing's over and i'm just like what like i don't want to i don't want to think about that now like imagine if like i said you did a uni degree you finally finished you get like a job and then everyone's like what are you going to do after you're done being a lawyer or what are you going to do after you're done being a doctor you're just like let me enjoy it for like two seconds and like let me live in the moment but now honestly I'm like I'm not even worried about it afterwards because if I can get the podcast well, you've got so much other genuine interest going yeah now. that's what yeah. I mean I'm like I'm not so driven on just winning World Cups I've got all this like I wouldn't say plan B's but it's like after things and I'm just like they excite me now and I'm obviously why I'm racing I can still build them up like I can build the podcast up while I'm racing I can maybe start doing talks at schools and like do public speaking and maybe do coaching and like a few other things and link them all in together and just build kind of one big thing as I'm going. And then mm. if writing's done at a certain point, I could maybe just like fall into one of those other avenues that I've created through writing and got a platform from writing. So that's literally the plan now, man. That's like, if I've already got, I feel like I've already got all these backup plans and stuff. So it's not all this like pressure on, you've got to win a world cup, even though that's really what I'm driven to do. I'm like, if it doesn't work out, Hey, I've got this, that, this and everything else. It's not like, oh, I didn't make it in World Cup racing. I'm just going to be sad and sit on the mm. hill and, and say how I could have made it one day or whatever. I'll be like, uh, I'm going to go talk to people. I'm going to try and motivate people. I'll go do some coaching with kids or I'll do mm. something else. And I'm just like, I think that's I think that's probably the coolest thing I've got out of all this is like you control whatever you want to do and you can find happiness in whatever you want. And I think that is like, 
I don't know. I just really find that cool that I'm at that point now in my life where I'm just generally think I could be happy doing most things or I could have different options that I can fall into. Mm. Like how I said before, people don't know what they want to do in life. They can't find one thing. And I've found so many. Like mm. I have writing, I have like talking to people, like all these things make me so happy. I'm like, I don't just have one. I've got like backup plans, I've got options, I've got everything. So I'm like, to anyone that's like, I don't know what I want to do, just start looking. Mm. Like, look, you're going to find you something. Just do shit. Yeah. Like I said, make a checklist. Tick things off. What makes Make a checklist of 10 things that makes you the most happy and then maybe just thin it down until you find something. Or like maybe write 10 things down, try a few of them, find out what makes you really happy or something, But and then like relate that into a job you could do. Or like maybe put what makes you happy like weather that makes you happy like snow something like just make just make a pie chart or something i don't fucking know but like just put effort in like start get the wheels ticking over because it's like you start and then you you, it's just momentum you keep going you turn that into something you just sit there and say fuck i hate my life and i don't know what i want to do and all that where's that going you got the brakes on you stopped well there's a thing too where like like people crave importance and attention Mm. And you can get that from being super positive and like doing things that are like noticeable and, um, you know, like positive things. Mm. But you can also get feelings of importance and attention from doing like fucked up shit. And I think that that's why a lot of people will um, be like down and upset and negative and always talking yeah. about their problems and always like like that's one thing that fucking kills me more than anything eh? like if you get a friend that comes to you and they're like hey man yeah fuck this is happening and oh, i'm just like if this keeps happening to me i'm just like fuck like why me and then yeah, and then you're the like why me yeah shit. and then you're like all right cool well, maybe like maybe you should do this and like i'll introduce you to this person or fuck maybe maybe you're at the point where you should go talk to somebody like go see a psychiatrist like mm. you know have some conversations with people that know more than you and then they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm going to do it, man. And, they don't do it. and then they don't do it. Yeah. And then the next time you see him, like, I don't know, man, like, yeah, it just still feels just, like I'm just stuck in And you're just like, I'm giving this cunt my attention. Yeah, it's dra- it's just draining. That's the thing. But it's he's getting what he wants. And yeah, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. he's getting inten- attention and he feels important That's his because fix. I'm giving him attention. So it's like there's this negative way that you can do it. And I think that that's why a lot of people... That's they just why, choose that, that route that, because that, it's that's the easy way to yeah. do it. That's what I said. You got to run because imagine if you ran away and you like, I'm not talking about that. He, he, you can't talk about it to you then. And then the next person, everyone does that. Like, well, I might talk about you about something more positive. Oh yeah, I'll talk to you about that. Yeah. And then you bring up a positive conversation and start like going down that road. And like it's, you know, you get, like they say when you um when like you release endorphins when you smile. Yeah. You know, just shit like that. There's so many things that point to like you just should be positive. Yeah, just, you see someone dan- dancing randomly, it gives you like a bit of a high. Like yeah. I was on the beach last night. I just started dancing, being an idiot, and then it just kind of just I don't know. It's just it's just fun thing to do. And then um, Chuck was there just hanging out. He just started pissing himself laughing. I was like, just from jumping around, being an idiot. It's just like shit like that. And it's you just- can choose the way that you see something. Like you can judge somebody. Yeah. Like you can choose. Like at a oh, I was at that festival at the weekend mm. and you'd be i'd see someone you'd be like she shouldn't wear that yeah or you could like this is literally how you can choose to frame shit yeah you can see a chick that's like kind of overweight and she's wearing like a fucking g-string and her titties are hanging out the side of her bikini and yeah. fishnet stuff and you could be like you shouldn't be fucking wearing that yeah you're overweight yeah or you could go 
fuck, it's cool that that chick has that kind of confidence. Yeah, more power because, to you. Yeah. yeah, more power to you because maybe she's fucking working out. Maybe she weighed 30 kilos more than that yeah. five months ago. But like, And wh- now she's lost all that weight and this is like a celebration for her. But I'm looking at her going, fucking hell, like you're fat. You sh- probably shouldn't be wearing that. So it's like even little situations like that, you can literally choose the way you want to view the world. Because yeah, everything. Like, you look at like, you could look at that and be that would give you a negative feeling like yeah. to put to ta- to tag that with a negative thought a negative thought equals a negative feeling that's yeah. like l- what taylor was saying yeah you know a thought turns into a feeling a feeling turns into a mood yeah then and you're fucked yeah and how much better do you feel if you looked at it and go fuck like she's she's confident and then yeah. that puts confidence in yourself yeah. and that happened to me on the weekend there like i was i fucking saw so many people where i was like jesus and then i was like no dickhead yeah don't, well, like, like that's not the way to think about that how know? does this how does it affect me it doesn't change anything her wearing that i just like yeah it like does, it's, it does, that's it's so, nothing yeah exactly and that's when i said when i had that realization about how like insignificant everything was and i was just like that's so insignificant in your life that she's wearing something yeah but people get so caught up on everyone else that's like the whole like but it gives you like a i think that what it sort of does subconsciously it, it, it like makes you feel better about yourself because yeah, you're I'd, then comparing you're like you're not like that yeah, you're be- better I'm, than I'm better in than a way that. yeah but it's like that's so toxic but i think it's like natural though in a way like this unfortunately is, this is cool okay so at my party as well i hadn't even really finished the party story how it like went kind of ended all ended up but um i was just at my party and i was at, the, at these hay bales by a fire and i was hanging out with all these guys and i started talking to this guy and i had no idea who he was he was just some random guy that was at my party and i was like who are you, man? He's like, oh, um, I'm Damien. I was like, how'd you how'd you find out about this party? He's like, oh, I was like at, at this um, club thing 45 minutes away and he had a friend that was there and he's like, he said to come out. He said it was pretty fun. So they got in a taxi, drove 45 minutes and just rocked up. I was like, that's sick. Like, that's so cool. And like, I wasn't like, get out of my party. There was like no security yeah, there. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's sick. I'm like, and then I started chatting to him. I'm like, you're a, like, you're a fun dude. Like, you're cool. I'm like, we should get coffee or something next week. And this is shit you just don't do. Like, and then- yeah. We put my number into his phone and we sorted out a coffee date. And the day I left for my trip, I went and got coffee with him and chatted to him. And I was telling all these people that I met someone, but I never said his name. I said, I met a guy, we're going for coffee next week. Some random guy. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Why are you doing that? And then I put up a photo with him and everyone's like, that's Damien. He's sick. Like, he's a mad dog. He's so friendly. He's so nice. Oh, that's crazy. And I'm just like, like, how good is that? That I just met this random guy and now we're just mates. And there's just another mate. And then everyone said how good he was. And I'm like, that's something I never would have done before. Yeah. I'd have never been... Do you I, remember like the way that you used to think about situations? Yeah, 100%. So many things. So many things. Like, I'd never just go up to random people and start chatting with them. I'd be scared within myself that, like, I'd get rejected or shut down. And yeah. now I'm just, like, openly about everyone. It's, like, everyone I can talk to, I would want to talk to. And everyone's friend, like, literally no one's that mean and if they don't want to talk to them they'll be like oh sorry we're like having a comment like just yeah and whatever like, oh that's all good and then you next person yeah but it's just you can't you can't take on if something doesn't work out because yeah. not like i just say to everyone every one of your best mates was a stranger at some point yeah and then that's what i was telling charlie last night when i was with him i was like you and me were strangers imagine if we didn't t- finally get through that yeah. barrier and like started talking imagine all the amazing times we would have missed out on and not experienced but we made the effort to talk to each other that has got us to here yeah so imagine if you could have that with hundreds of people not oh just dude the, my life's built on that this yeah. podcast is built on that like yeah. that that's the like life is about 
people. You 100%. Know? Like, that's all that life yeah. is about. Imagine like being the, a billionaire, the richest person in the world, but every, like, you watch it, I Am Legend or whatever, when it's just like, but no one else is here. Yeah. Everyone else is dead, you're a billionaire. How long would you be here before you were just like, I'm like sick I'm yeah, like, imagine I'm if you it. could have everything in the world besides people yeah fuck that or I'd you, take nothing and I'd have dude, a bunch of cool people around yeah. me yeah it's just like people don't like if you are, if you put it that way they're probably like oh I'd want the people yeah but it's like well why aren't you putting more effort exactly. into people yeah then? well you can have both yeah so you should yeah fucking, make both yeah, happen yeah. then yeah, yeah yeah but people never like look at it like that people just I don't know they just yeah they just don't frame it that way yeah and it's just like why not well I put up a photo yesterday or the day before of me and Tyler Berriman mm. and Ryan Walters I didn't know Tyler, who Tyler Berriman was well Tyler Berriman was nobody that's yeah. who Tyler Berriman was yeah and that was fucking nine years ago and me and him drove from California to Atlanta together yeah didn't even know the guy ten years later dude's still one of my fucking good mates yeah and it's like you just so much of my life and I feel like the successes Ooh. I got an email I think damn um, you got mail so much of the, like the, what I would call success in my life has come from just the people I've met yeah like all the things that I have like even me and Sam like he's such a good friend of mine now yeah. like that it's fucking people like people yeah. having good people around you having good relationships investing yeah. into other people like that is what creates a full and happy life yeah. and a lot of times that's the catalyst that will lead to things and money and you know like there's so many people that have just how many people do you know that have just got jobs because of relationships yeah. or like you know got hired for, for a race team because like they just know like he's a really good dude like we're gonna have to work we're gonna get a rider that can win the title yeah. and then we gotta get a rider that can get top tens yeah and it's like if you've got two riders capable of getting top tens but one's a guy no one fucking talks to and no one likes yeah and the other one is like the pit slut that everyone it's everyone's yeah, mate yeah, everyone's like friend that you literally get a ride based on your yeah. relationships no that is exactly right and then just like especially like i talked to you we we know we have so many mutual friends yeah and we're completely like well you're more obviously the moto side of things and podcast side and all that but like every time we mention something like, oh yeah i know him yeah. oh yeah i know him and then it's just like th- like that's so like people like just say like johnny mclean or something and we both know him and then yeah. i talk to him and then he helps another out with good cunt yeah another good person so yeah. like i, I talk you boyer good cunt that's what i mean it's just good people Jack and Moyer, good cunt. <laughs> bang but I like talk to him and then like I've never ridden for Johnny or anything like that. Like I was riding for True Lee when he was distributing it, but I've never directly ridden for him. But I just got a good relationship with him and then I help out this Ollie Davis kid back home. Yeah. And I was trying to build kind of like a program for him <laughs> and I was like putting it to Johnny, oh, can we work something out? Can we do something? And then that turned into this. And it's like not directly to help me, but it's like the fact we already had that relationship. It's fulfilled this thing of helping this young kid. Yeah. And that just builds onto something. And now he knows it. It just... And then it's you like you don't meet people for favors or stuff, but they that's perks of the job. You meet people and things just seem to happen, and you just have better experiences with things. Yeah, and especially like in our industry, there's so many good people that do good things. It just it all and it's very close too. Like there's not a lot, there's not a lot of people in the industry. Like if you know the you know ten of the dudes that are big dogs in the industry, you kind of connected to everybody. Yeah, everyone's yeah. So it's like that's why you have to be a good person. Like the shit people just don't last. Yeah. Because it's so connected. And I was thinking like how we're talking how you know like Johnny and Glenn Jacobs and all that. And I was thinking, imagine if I asked you, can I come on the podcast? 
and then you just mentioned to one of them, oh, Dean Lucas wants to come on the podcast, and they're like, fuck, he's, he's bro, a, that happens all the time. Yeah, like he's a like nah, don't do it. He's a dick or whatever. Yeah, and then that happens. I would lose all this, the time. That's what I mean. Yep. And then I'd lose this opportunity, but like. I'm sure if you talk to Glenn or Johnny or all these people, they would like that speak highly of me. Well, yeah, Glenn said Saturday. He's like, he was pumped for you to come on. Yeah, that's, that's. I've got people that I'm like, I'm getting this dude on, then they're like, no, you're not. And yeah. I'm like, oh, why is that? Like, he's a fucking loser. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's like when you respect somebody that's telling you that, you're like, okay, yeah, that's sorry, it's bro. real information. Yeah. Like, when you get negative emotions towards someone, off someone you know, such a solid person, yeah. and wouldn't go out of their way to like, disrespect someone or like yeah. diss someone or whatever like that like that carries a like heavy weight with it like yeah. there's several people i know if they're like nah don't go near that person or don't do this you just kind of like you take it as gospel yeah yeah like you like might maybe try and see but at the same time you're just like that's like it, it means it means something yeah and that's the thing i want to be the guy that like if you talk to anyone like fuck dino's cool man like yeah. he's like he'll you'll get along well like <laughs> that's what i want like that's my thing like it's kind of like yeah like i don't like i don't know it's weird like you want to be liked but you don't want to just do things to be liked you just want to be yourself and that should be the reason you are liked and that's what i think i am now man like i'm so just myself and that's the thing it's like you can only be the best you are so i'm like fuck do that and like i said if people like it sweet if they don't like fuck maybe maybe i need to change something then but like yeah like i'm i'm happy with how i am at the moment i'm happy the people i get to meet and the people i get to race with and just all in general just the people i get to associate with and i like how it just keeps growing and yeah. like getting bigger like i just met you today and like all your mates and 100 percent was like we could definitely hang out and do shit like yeah. i ha- happily do that yeah and now i've got someone i know in the gold coast yeah and then i've yeah i met people in newcastle new friends and that and just opens different opportunities yeah that go for yeah, sure just that's what life that's what life is all about literally meeting people do new things and then explore what you actually truly want to do yeah what um have you got your deal and stuff locked in for next year or is that yeah yeah, with, no, yeah. i'm with scott still yes yeah, yeah so it was like a two-year deal with them and i'm like i'm pumped i'm pumped that like a lot of people go to a new bike or a new team and they struggle and I felt like, well, I've had my best season to today. Yeah. And I feel like obviously we're just going to build on that because I'm already going on a bike I'm comfortable with. I'm going on a team I know now. Like at the first race, man, we rocked up to Maribor and I was already like, I didn't want to leave Intense. Like I loved Intense. Like Jen Gabrielli and Jeff Steber, like they were like mum and dad to us. Like they, yeah. they took us into our home in California and the team was cool, man. It was so friendly and cool. And like, it was literally more of a family than a team yeah and they were so giving and like so so supportive and did all this stuff for us so i never wanted to leave like i was never like as soon as i can get you weren't looking for other no i wasn't looking it just kind of fell into my lap with results and certain things and there were certain things that scott could do that intense couldn't do and there was like just bits like small things here and there like it and it all kind of added up anyway i made the decision that i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna leave was there an off like was there an option to stay with intense Hundred mm. percent. They left it up to me, and I made. So, what's the kind of different shit that like makes a difference at that level? Well, I want to do more like filming stuff and more media um, stuff. I want to have my own mechanic, and then like the salary was different as well. Like there was a lot of things like that. But I like my my mechanic now is the guy that got me into racing. Yeah. When okay. I was twelve years old, he took me to my first downhill race, and I said like, if I could have my own mechanic, I'd take him with me. And Ten said like, we know we want a guy from America, and we want we just we can't we can't do that. And there was a few other things with like media stuff I wanted to do, and I I just, I just, I just wanted to kind of do a few things they just couldn't help me with. Yeah. And then I just made the decision, hey, 
like I'm, I'm gonna go and that was tough man like jen was like i literally looked up to her as like a mum, mm. and then she's like kind of like cut me out like cut me off and that was like that was tough for ages because i'm like and then and then i was i just like it was just a hard thing to deal with like someone like and i understand why like she, like they brought us into their house they do this stuff and they just felt like i just left them like i came and used them and left and that's yeah. not what happened at all it was just i felt like for my career and the direction i wanted to go it was better to leave than to stay but like how do you get that across to someone like yeah. it's just and then even we didn't talk as much as we should have like I, you kind of deal with team managers and stuff like that and you distance yourself a bit from the actual people that run the company own the company so I like I left man and um it was it was hard like, it was so hard like I was like did I make the right decision like just kept going over that in my head and like is this right and then at the first um at the first again I left I left Jack as well like Jack was my te- like dude we were like we were like we've grown up racing since we were 14 and we're like like I stayed at his house this week like we're good friends yeah and dude just to travel the world with a good friend and race bikes is pretty cool and I was leaving that to go to a team that was literally a French team and they had Brendan on it but like majority French people and it was just like that is a big big change so I changed and then when I went to the first World Cup I remember being out for dinner and then we're on the team and like everyone on the team can speak pretty good English but then most of the time when they're all together they, they just speak, speak French they speak French same uh, as in our gym so yeah all Brazilian yeah so I'm sitting at the end of this table and I'm like eating my dinner and everyone's speaking French and I'm literally looking at my dinner like what the fuck have I done really like, I was like I fucked up I'm not happy here like I like and I didn't like I've met I only met half the people at this first race because yeah. we had a team camp but they didn't have all the mechanics and all like I knew the riders but it just yeah anyway dude i was just like what like literally what have i done this is i've fucked up i'm not happy right now i'm probably my results are probably going to show because of that but then slowly over time it like built a built up like like I, the riders are cool like really cool there's this flow payette guy he's fucking big tall island guy and he's so cool but um it's like it, it built up and then we got like slowly got better and better yeah so then Oh shit! I thought it was after hours. <laughs> we have to have a van, a van moving session. Um. So anyway, it like built up over like the season and got better and better, and like to the point where I'm like good friend, like I am good friends and love every, like I love the team I'm on now. Yeah. But it was just like pretty cool to think like I, like that's what I mean. I started off so bad. I was yeah. literally like, what the fuck have I done? And then I got good results. The bike worked, and we like you just built relationships within the team and then i ended on a high i got the best season of my life and it got my goal of a consistent top tens and top 10 overall yeah but dude it's like what i mean with life like i started off in a shit spot like i just wasn't happy and i was like oh no but you make all the you do all the things to make it better and then by the end of it it worked out really good so i feel like you just you've got to change that but it was it was a hard it was a hard thing like leaving like teams are like literally your family yeah, for a long right. a long period of time and i hate people that just like literally go from one team to another and just like and that's good no i've got to, like she called jen gabrielli called me the other day and we had a chat and i was like like that's i like that that we're like because i'd always message her about how are you what's going on and i'd get like nothing really back and i remember i called her one time and she was just so blunt and i was like like this kills me i don't like this i hate yeah. it because that's what i mean about putting these like negative feelings into people i just i can't i can't do it i can't like i hate doing it 
I just, I, it make, like it's, you know, I say when I give you ten dollars, get a hundred back. <laughs> Same goes for putting shit feelings into you. Get shit feelings back. Yeah. So I just can't do it. Oh, this is another thing I fucking just remembered. This is this is probably part of that as well. So with teams and all this stuff, when I um when I left um Da Vinci, which is my first kind of ride, and went to Intensis, and like, dude, that's what I mean. Leaving teams is hard because it's not just like the people that own the teams; it's people on the teams think you're yeah. le- you're leaving them. So when I started, um, and they're doing the best they can, so they take it super personally. Like, well, what the fuck? Like, I'm yeah, I'm I know. Not good enough. I just feel like you're throwing it back in their face. Yeah. Anyway, when but at least you think about it. Oh, dude, this is all. I, like, I don't. It's you've got. That's when you've got to be selfish. When you think this is best for me, and you're gonna hurt people. But I just don't like hurting people in that way. But sometimes you've just got to be selfish, and you just got to do it. And I'm glad I did do it now. But at the time, it was just like a minefield of like, what yeah. have I done wrong? Should I do it on this way, that way, everything? But this was another thing when I um when I left Da Vinci, I was on that for two years, and my teammate on that was um, Nick Beer and Steve Smith. Yeah. And then Nick Beer left, and then it was Mark Wallace and Steve Smith, and like, dude, we got along, we got along so well, and like, we had a good time and all that. And then afterwards, the um, I need to, I should, I need to tell you the Milan story actually as well. If we got, we, yeah, it's yeah. actually yeah, we'll tell that after. Anyway, um. Maybe we'd, I would tell it first actually because it builds into it um, so me and Stevie like we're like we got pretty close and we became good friends anyway this one time in Milan everyone that's probably heard because I've done it on the other podcast so people have heard it but anyway it's probably my best story I've, I've <coughs> ever gotten hands down it's just the best ones so yeah always we t- have to tell that I always tell it so anyway me and Steve we got pretty close obviously we're racing everywhere together so then one time we're in Milan in between it was like we just finished a World Cup in Val Sol, Italy and then it was a week break I think no, we had a two-week break and then it was world champs in Andorra. Anyway, so we just stopped off in Milan. We're like, hey, let's just be tourists for a couple of days and just hang out and just not think about riding bikes for a little bit. So anyway, we go out one day and we're like shopping or whatever and then we end up stumbling into this like little, um, where was it, an Indian store? We just got dinner there and me and Steve like, oh, we'll have a drink. So we have like whiskey Cokes, but like the guy's pouring like triple shots in these Cokes. So we're like we get pretty drunk pretty quick so like absolutely like getting pretty hammered and then mark's with us and we're like um do you want to come like we'll go out in the town and mark's like i'm not doing that i'm going home i'm done with this so we're like oh whatever can you take our shopping and shit so they give him like shopping from the day and we're like yep let's go let's go out so we're like go out we have a few drinks and then we're like oh we should go to a strip club like let's go to a strip club it'll be fun like we've got nothing else to do let's go to a strip club so anyway, we go to this strip club, which we got a taxi, thought we'd go to a strip club. So we rock up there and we go in and it's just kind of a weird, dark vibe. Yeah. And there's like... Were the girls any good? Well, we get we get walked in. There's like a weird old guy sitting down and then there's like a hot chick sitting next to him just chatting to him. And then some guy or some girl, I forgot who it was, some guy or girl comes and gets it. And he's like, oh yeah, come down here. So we walk down and then all these girls just stand up off these seats and go on the stage uh, and line up. Yeah. And we're just like, yep, uh, what's going on here? And it's like, oh, you got to pick one of the yeah. girls. I'm like, oh, why? He's like, oh, like this is a brothel. This isn't a strip club. I'm like, oh, fuck, like wrong wrong door. Sorry, let's go. So we both leave and we're like, oh, well, let's just go to find a bar. So we go to a bar and we start um, we start drinking and we're like, we just keep drinking and like we're having a good time. We're just joking around, just chatting, just talking shit, having a good time. And we're like, let's go to another strip club like there's got to be one here like we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll find one so we go to this other strip club which we thought was a strip club and we just go in um and the same thing happens this this lady comes up to us and she comes out and she's like girls 
and we're just like fuck it we're pretty drunk at this stage it's like can, like can we just hang out with the girls and he's like yeah yeah you can buy the girls a drink so like all right we'll buy them a drink so we all get a round of drinks and we sit down it's these two russian prostitutes and they're like super friendly as they would be yeah. and like joking about and it's like yeah we like it when there's actually like not old creepy people here and like how they end up in italy and just just general chit chat we're talking for a while and then it kind of just gets to the point where it's like 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 what's happening here like what are we doing yeah. and then it's just kind of like well you can buy a bigger table like there's like the levels you could do yeah so you could buy a table with like a strip pole or you could buy like a bedroom or like it's yeah. just levels and they're like we're like asking how much i think for like a strip pole it was like 300 euros or like something ridiculous yeah it's fucking expensive anyway at the, you gotta remember at this point as well i'm like hammered like we're hammered drunk so <laughs> like we'll get another drink so anyway we get another drink and i'm sitting there i'm kind of getting a bit like whoa like this like i'm feeling this and I'm, like, I'm just gonna go to the toilet real quick stevie so i go to the toilet and start peeing and then it just starts getting worse and then i think i threw up or something anyway i was like oh fuck so like i walked out and I just passed out on this couch, like right where you come into the <laughs> come into the brothel. Yeah. And I'm just like passed out on this couch, and this girl's like, "You need to get up, sweetie. You'll get kicked out." And I'm just like, "Full given her that you're too beautiful to like be a prostitute oh. and all this stuff, like full with uh, like just being a little pest." And then they're like, "What do you call the lady that's like the, the head? madam?" The madam was just like, "You need to get out. You need to get out. Like you've been a pest or whatever." So I just walk outside. I'm just like, I'm just gonna walk for a little bit and just like fresh get some fresh air and hopefully I'll feel better. So I just start walking. I think I was going on my phone and I was walking for a bit. I was like, all right, I'll go back. And I was like, fuck, how, how, where have I walked to? And I just walked like around the corner of the block, but all these buildings in Milan are so high, like it all just looks the same. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I think I went that way. And I just full got lost, completely lost. And I'm like walking for a bit, like, no, I'll find it and then just get more lost. Like when we're on the ride today, you just get yeah, more lost. Yeah. It's just the exact same scenario. So I'm walking for a while and then um, this fear starts to set in because I'm literally like drunk as middle of nowhere no idea where i'm going no idea how to get home like nothing and then i think my phone no and then i was like messaging people back home like my friends like i'm lost in milan like i'm gonna die like just shit you just shouldn't say to people yeah, yeah. and i was like called my friends and like what do you mean you're lost I'm, like, i can't find steve and all this stuff and i'm like oh i'm gonna, like i got real there's a video i did a selfie and i just remember like you could hear like the fear in my voice like i got to this point where i'm like this is how someone gets because it's pretty we're in brothel area yeah like yeah. it's sketchy area i'm like someone's gonna just gonna grab me and kidnap me or rob me or beat me up so i get these like scared feelings and i'm like no nah, i need to get out of here i need to find um i need to find a taxi and so i got a taxi and i was like can you take me to this landmark like the main landmark in milan which is a big art gallery and whatnot and i was like i know how to get home from there so if you take me there i'll be able to get home so he drives and i wasn't even like i was like five minutes i was not far from there like two minutes from there yeah and he pulls up and i go to pay him and i don't have my card like i don't know where it went i think it lost it at the strippers oh. and the strippers had it so i had no card and i had my phone but i didn't have apple pay and i had no way to pay no cash nothing and i was like what am i and it was only like 10 euros and i'm like fuck what am i gonna do and then there was like an atm and i was like i need to go get cash out i need to go get cash out so like and it wasn't far from where the taxi was so I walk out like I'm gonna go get something out and then as soon as I get day to him I just piss bolt I just run <laughs> and then I hear the taxi driver he's like yelling yelling I look and there's like these cops standing down no like way. like this corner where this like like the statues and all this other stuff were he's like yelled something in, in Italian and I'm obviously running so then they just start running I'm like fuck me like, I gotta fucking get out of here so I've never Drunk run so, as fuck, never run so fast in my life and ran for I can probably a minute I'm like, I can't keep running. So I quickly like jump, hide under a car, 
wait for the police to run past and then I'm waiting there for a bit and then I wait for the taxi to drive past <laughs> and I'm like like what do I do now like what like I've got to move I can't just stay here they're probably gonna like come like I just I just need to move so I get out from under the car and I had a white shirt on with like a little bit of black on it and I was like I need to like change my look so I take my white shirt <laughs> off the thing you just robbed a fucking bank you yeah, just robbed so, this dude at 10 euros I know and then I take my shirt off put it back on and it's a white shirt it doesn't look any fucking different and then I'm running I'm like okay that doesn't look different I need to take my shirt off so I take my shirt off I'm just running shirtless through Milan <laughs> pissed as anything I'm like oh man like what is going on and then I was running back to my place because I knew where to go every time a car would come past I'd hide in like an alleyway and like full creepy like I've just killed someone shit <laughs> anyway get back to the apartment walk in mark's in there and he's like what are you like what's happening what's going on where's steve i'm like man i can't even like pff, i don't even want to talk about it i'm going to bed like this was fuck like i was terrified lay in bed probably three minutes like five minutes later or whatever we get a knock on the door i'm like oh steve's home so we get like get a knock on the door mark gets up opens it it's the guy that owns the apartment and two police officers no shit Dude, my heart sunk i'm just like oh i'm fucked here and they walk in and i'm just waiting for him to like cuffs on me and they're just like we have your friend oh and i'm just like so relieved but at the same time like, like wait why the wait, fuck do you what? have stevie yeah why do you have stevie and i was like oh fuck like oh shit okay and we're like we need his passport so we're looking everywhere for his passport we can't find it and we're just like fuck like we can't find it and it's like we'll find it and bring it in the morning he's like okay well he's in the police station so we wake up the next morning like well we gotta go get stevie so we walk to like what we thought was a police what was a police station we go in we're waiting for like half an hour and we go up to the line like oh you're in the wrong spot and we're just like oh my god like this just doesn't get you hung over as fuck i'm so hung over i've slept like a few hours i was like just in a state so we walk around the other side of where we're supposed to be and there's like full armed security like guys with machine guns yeah and we go up to them like hey we're looking for our friend steve smith and they're like who i'm like steve smith and we show him a photo and i'm like oh go away and they've got guys with machine guns telling us to go away i'm like what and he's like no no he go away he leave he like we get we uh, set him free and yeah. we're like oh okay sweet so we get back to the apartment and steve just comes out of the shower and he's just like shaking his head and we're like what happened and apparently so he left the strippers not long after me and then apparently he was like talking to people in the street or something and went to get in the car but then apparently slammed the door and like just made a bit of a scene and then there was two cops there and I'd say it was the same cops from me oh. and anyway they asked him for ID and all he had was two credit cards that both said Steve Smith Yeah. and then it's just like where's, your, where, where's your ID then <laughs> and it's like no I've just got these so they're like because he wouldn't present ID and I'm sure he was drunk and probably not being the most cooperative person either they took him to the police station <coughs> anyway they threw him in a cell apparently i've been real mean to him like just being like real like just treating, yeah. him, treating him like a piece of shit kind of thing and apparently threw him in a cell and he full got like in a fucking like heated argument with some guy in the cell he said i don't know he said they got in like a bit of a tussle or something i don't know how true that is but he said that's what happened and then he was there he just felt passed out on like one of the concrete seats and yeah. when he woke up he's just like why don't I just tell them to Google me? I'm a fucking world champion. Like they can find out who I am. <laughs> so apparently he went to him and he's like, Google me. Like I'm on the internet and they Googled him and realized he was a world champion. And you know, Italians are so into cycling. Yeah. Apparently all these guys that were just putting him down were just like, oh, like, and just over, like just so apologetic and whatever. And then that's why they let him go. That's fucking uh, crazy. And they sent him back. And I'm just like, how do we both have these confrontations with probably the same two police officers and just come out like it was just a weird like thing of events and whatever and just like man that's 
Fuck, that's my Milan story. I think like that's probably the best story I got. That's like <laughs> the shit. But what was that? What was that even going? So in? then leaving Da Vinci. Oh fuck, you're so good. Just I kind of want to build up. Like me and Stevie had a relationship. Yeah. So like, like the, exactly like when you're on the teams, man, and you're like that deep. Like uh, there's guys that you know with JDR, like Nate Ramsey. Like I'm so close to him. Yeah. A couple of the sponsors that were, you know, with the JDR team and you know riders that I fucking used to do a lot of work with like you get super close to these people yeah. like they become they, your family they become your family and this is like this is why it was so like so hard with what happened because and this just all comes back to you know how I said I can't put negative emotion into people so like we were, we were to that level of like closeness and the year after that like later on that year that's when I made the decision to leave and that's when I did leave and then at the first like then the first two rounds of the year like were Lords and then Cairns. Anyway, I went to Lords and I kind of like said hey to Stevie and Mark and like, but it was a bit like a bit weird, not quite obviously not the same. And I could like tell something was going on. So then we did that race. And then we came to Cairns and we had the World Cup. I think it was twenty sixteen. Sixteen in yeah. Cairns, yeah. So we had that race and just like Stevie was getting back on it. He got a flat tire. He qualified fourth at the round before he was he was second or something. So he's back back up there. Anyway, I saw him at the, what is the famous nightclub at? Oh, Ken- Gilligan's. Gilligan's, yeah. yeah. So I saw him there and we were both a bit drunk and I was like, I want to talk like talk to him. So we start talking and I'm just like, man, I'm so happy like you're back up there because he, he dealt with so many injuries. He dealt with like breaking his foot and then just coming back and breaking it again. And I remember he's just like, he started to ride like himself again. I was like, yeah. that's so good to see because the whole team we were teammates. He was struggled so much. So then when he was like finally coming back up, I was like, yep, yeah, like you're back. You're coming back. You're strong again so we started talking we got into a few things and then that conversation slowly took a turn and he kind of brought up he's like why why why'd you leave kind of thing and yeah. he was really great like he was pretty obviously upset and emotional about me leaving and it was like kind of to do with the team manager at the time and a few other things i just wasn't happy like i just generally like not to do with him but just how management was and what i thought i was worth and what i wasn't getting so it was out of like his control and then he kind of just felt like I think I abandoned him and left him. And like, it's like a close friend thinking yeah. that. So I can understand where the emotion comes through from. But we got in this he- real heated argument where the point we're like full yelling at each other, like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a piece of shit. Like the last, and then I literally got security, like dragged me out. And the last thing I said to him was like, you're a piece of shit. And then a week later he died in a motorbike accident. And I'm like, I've got to live with yeah. that negative emotion got put in. Like I put that in him and there he's gone. I can't fix that. It's, it's there. I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't yeah. want to have that because you don't, you don't know that. Imagine if you told someone fuck off and then they died. And then it's just like, that's the last thing I got to say to someone that I had so many good memories with and so many good experiences and like looked up to and idolized. And that's it. Like that's, that's us done. And I'm just like, and you don't actually think he's a piece of dude, shit. He's, he was such a good person. He was so genuine and he was so like, just, that's the thing. He was world champion, but people remember him and love him because of how charismatic and how mm. outgoing. And that's the whole thing. Winning's not everything, but it just lifts you. And like, if you're already good, it lifts you even better. And that's when I met him, dude. He's just one of those people. Just, he just wanted to, he just talked to you and he'd just be friendly. And he was such a good representative of the sport and such a good role model and all these things. And I'm like, I'd much rather talk to him and say those things to you like you're fucking amazing and you do these things and I idolize you I look up imagine if I could say that to him if I could have one minute with him mm. one second with him that's all the shit I'd want to say not you're a piece of shit for something that was out of his control and he was only emotional because of someone else that's what I mean man it's like now all I want to do is he's angry at me I'd be like man why are you angry and then break that down and get yeah. to a good level because you don't know fucking some, I could go outside and get hit by a bus fucking tomorrow it's like it shit shit happens but i just like 
see all these things man all these things i'm like i think about and then i try and work out it grows you and puts you into perspective how things can be and how you can change things because yeah if you're open to looking at them yeah man that's like the thing how i said i didn't talk to my mum for so long <coughs> and i was like imagine if she died or i died or something and then that's negative emotion in either one of us that doesn't need to be there like i'm like so happy right now i don't have any i can't think of anyone that i've left in a like a bad way i can't mm. think of anyone if they weren't here or just say they died or something i, I wouldn't be like oh fuck we, we that's like a good way to think about it yeah like we finished on bad terms or mm. like you passed away on bad terms i'm like wouldn't you rather like if someone passed away or someone died you'd be like fuck man like i was so happy last time i saw him i told him i loved him and i cuddled him and yeah it did whatever and if you can have that all the time like why not yeah why can't every time you have like a an interaction an interaction with someone you leave on a positive high because you don't know when they're going to be here when they're going to go like you have no idea you don't know what's going to happen but when you leave on that positive high that's good for them it's good for you good for fucking everyone yeah that's like and then just just don't don't like learn from this shit i'm saying yeah because like i just like dude that's like the the closest person that's passed to me like i've had like grandfathers and stuff passed away but like you're not really that close with them like yeah this is like a real friend yeah like a true proper friend that we spent lots of time together from stranger to fucking yeah and that was like the first time especially like i mean when he was like i idolized him yeah and then imagine if your idol becomes one of your close friends and then they pass it was just yeah it's just a heavy thing but i just want to say all this stuff now and get that across that like you just just learn from that yeah change that change the way you think because Dude, I got um, my mates back home and they always like their brothers and they're always fighting and arguing. I'm just like, imagine if you had a massive fight with your brother and then he died in a car crash or something. Like which stuff, fucking happens. Which happens all the time. It's not like a rare thing for people to like my close old housemate, his brother died in a car accident. I'm like, I hope to God the last thing they those two did was have a good like conversation. Like yeah, just had, yeah. it was in on, on good terms kind of thing. But yeah, that's what I mean, man. It's like that shouldn't be the reason to try and better yourself and do it because of the possibility of someone passing it should just be why you do that's, it yeah that's the it's re- like you yeah. say the perks that come from it that should just be a perk like just being good because that could happen kind of thing yeah but that was crazy but yeah dude i'm fucking miss that guy he was he was good for just just the sport just in generally a good person i'm so that's what makes me so glad that brooke's okay yeah exactly imagine yeah. imagine if he died like it, it's not it's not ridiculous thinking. No, fucking not shit happens, man. Well, hey, we just did three hours, brother. We're on three hours. Yeah, dog. I'm pretty... I wonder how many people are going to look at it and be like, that's too much for me. I'm not going to handle that. Or whether people are just going to fucking sink in. I feel like how we started and how we got people into it are going to be... This is what I mean. I don't even feel like we've been talking for three hours. No, it's crazy. I think, yeah. I think my longest podcast I've done was maybe close to two or something yep. but i always feel like i could keep going most of the time it's because the person's busy or we need to do yeah, something yeah yeah but dude i'm like coming up here i'm like i got all the time in the world yep. like this is important shit like the shit I, like dude when i when you said i can come up and i made the plan i was just like so excited and just literally cleared everything and just like we are going to talk until we're like it's done or whatever like just until we get all that shit across and i think that's just fucking awesome no nah, i appreciate it, man it's really cool like even when i was saying to the boys like hey he's just driving up to do the podcast like yeah it's fucking it's cool that it's cool that this even means that much to, to anybody me, yeah you dude, know that's that, the thing that like it would be something that you'd want to do you know yeah like i got you like a bottle of wine and goggles and shit and like that's because like you've given me like this is awesome for me you've got such a big platform 
and if I can get my message across to more people, that is so good for me. Like, and I'm like, if I can take you for an e-bike ride and give you some yeah, shit, no, like that's like the day. least I can fucking do, really. It's cool too because like that was one of the things with this new studio is like I really want to have a place where people can come. Like you can fucking hang out here for the rest of the day, you know, yeah. and it's like sit in here watching the fucking Banksy doco. Like, yeah, I gotta finish that. You know, this is that, but that's why I built this room. Like, yeah. and I wanted to have the kind of thing where it's like yep yeah, we'll hang in the morning we'll do the podcast and then fucking ha- go get dinner like kirby on fuck monday night my buddy dan kirby come in yeah. he's a drummer for bliss and esso and 28 days <laughs> yeah and like he come in fucking did the podcast we watched him bullshit on youtube we fucking smoked then we went out we had <laughs> dinner we had fucking drink like it was a great time yeah so. just and fucking- for you to come up and experience that as well as a guy that i didn't even know yeah. He's like, oh, that's fucking cool to me, dude. Like, so. I feel like most people won't even understand how can you meet... Like, I met you, what, seven yeah. hours ago or something. How can you meet someone and then be like this? And yeah. I'm like, you can be like this to anyone you want to be. Yeah. You can open up and obviously you need, like, the same kind of return to make it happen. But, like, yeah. I was like, I'm coming to talk to someone that talks to people for a living. You think we're going to, like... You think we're going to run out of shit to talk about or, like, you think it's going to be boring? Like, yeah, no yeah, fucking exactly. way. No fucking way. It's just going to be good. It's fucking sick. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you, the fuck, man. And uh, this won't be your last Gypsy Tales experience. No, we'll so. get back on after we win some World Cups and we start fucking blowing up there. We'll, we can chat again. Fucking A. I'm excited. Is that us done? We're out. We're done, bro. Peace, Gypsy gang. Thanks for listening. You. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Cheers, brother. And just like that, we're done with Dean Lucas. What an episode. What a dude. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening. I need to start doing some outros. It's pretty much just pure laziness really i should just i got the mic on my desk i just need to do it a little bit more uh and use this time to tell you about stuff that we have going on because i'm guessing that if you made it all the way to the end of the podcast and you're still listening it means you probably want to know more about what we're doing or you actually really do enjoy the podcast uh but yeah so we have quite a bit of stuff coming up um Oh, where do we even start? I feel like New Zealand. We've got a ton of cool guests coming up, but I don't know. I don't like to talk too much about guests coming up until they're actually on because tons of shit happens and, you know, schedules change, people change, all that sort of good stuff. But uh, we're definitely locked in for New Zealand. That's going to be a, a banger of a trip. I'm super excited about that one. Uh, so we'll be going to New Zealand just before the race, doing some podcasts there. Uh, and then obviously the race, we're not going to do the live podcast in New Zealand this year. Uh, it's just a bit tough logistically with all the equipment that you have to take over there. Uh, so I'm just going to go full time vlogger mode over there and do a couple podcasts and then just put together a bit of a cool YouTube edit like I did last year. And then I'm going to stay at BT's house. We're doing that, uh, his like riding experience, which I'm fucking pumped for uh bt's one of my heroes uh growing up and then he's really just become one of my friends now like a a legitimate good friend uh and that is fucking cool to me uh so yeah we're gonna go do his writing experience we're gonna be filming that so that'll be its own separate vlog gonna try and get into the filming stuff a little bit more it's super cool um and the reason I got out of filming, I guess, is because I just hated the editing process and people wanting to change your shit. Um, but with Gypsy Tales, I can sort of just do what I want, which makes it fun. Um, 
So yeah, I'm just going to try and do that a little bit more. Then we come back, we've got a weekend off, but that weekend off will be us getting ready for the Melbourne Supercross uh, at Marvel Stadium, which we will be doing the live podcast for. Hopefully we're going to bring you a bunch of other podcasts as well that weekend. Um, So yeah, there's going to be tons of content in November uh, and spilling over to December before we break for Christmas and then regather ourselves and start our third year of the podcast, which is fucking crazy to even think about that people have been listening to this for that long uh, it's super exciting thank you to everybody for sticking around if you've listened to this you probably already follow the podcast on instagram and youtube we're definitely trying to make those platforms work um, and putting a lot of effort into the content that goes onto those channels uh, and again thank you to all of our sponsors it f- really makes a difference when you guys support the companies that support us. Uh, Thank you again for listening and we will be back very soon for more Gypsy Tales.